this is Not Your Father Sports Pod. Today's date is February 10th. How's it going today, boys? It's going pretty good. For uh, not being your father's fo- podcast, you sound a lot like my dad every single time. I thought that was a little bit better. I mean... You say that every time. You know I say it a little every time, but... Hold on, Russell has been here twice. <laughs> Wait, Russell's here? Big Trust is back. Now, I would just like to introduce y'all to the man, the myth, the legend... Wolf Big dude. trust. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. I'm right here in Beemore outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. Woo woo. Big trust. In the flesh. Yes, sir. Big trust. You don't get much better. Uh, that's it, right? You don't get a much better intro than that. Thank you. That was a hell of an intro. Thank you, right? Thank you. I just at least three minutes. Ceremonial first crack. Oh, shit. Hold on. Oh, big oh, trust. Big. No. Oh, that's nice. There it is. Mm. Giving it. That's good. So it means I'll be at least two in. That's pretty great. That's fine. Get about that's good. 15 minutes in, and we'll probably start talking about the Seahawks again, right? <laughs> oh, no. no. We're not doing that. No, we're going we're gonna to talk about the Buccaneers and the fall <laughs> of the Kansas City Chiefs, the kingdom. No. Yeah, it's crazy how quickly uh, the narrative changes, right? Uh, you know, you had all this talk of dynasties, and that could still absolutely happen, okay? Like, I don't want people to get confused. They got schlacked by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the Kansas City Chiefs are still not – they're not going away. I don't think that they're going to be a sustained dynasty. I think the salary cap's going to hurt them in the long run. They got a lot of money going towards uh, – they're top-heavy, right? Uh, but that they're still a very good team. Especially especially that they're pay- I was going to say, especially since they're paying Mahomes how much money. His how much is that deferred? not that bad, though. It, it is team-friendly? No. I mean – I wouldn't say team-friendly. It's going to be team-friendly in five years. Right. See, but the problem is – and I meant to look this up before we started. But the Stan, salary cap – look this up? Uh, this, well, yeah. <laughs> the salary cap is going to decrease. And I want to say it's the first time in like – 10 or 15 years, I right? It's been a, it's been a long time I feel like since the salary cap has decreased. Uh so that's we can say that Patrick Mahomes deal is going to be team friendly in 5 to 10 years, but it just kind of depends on where or if the salary cap plateaus. Like is it going to stay pretty consistently around 190 million uh over the next 10 years? It just kind of depends. If you look at viewership from the Super Bowl, I would say that that might not be far off. I think, well, in my opinion, well, I mean, I think a lot of the viewership was, it wasn't a close game. Also, COVID is a big reason why the salary cap's down. I mean, oh you yeah, look at, you look at the salary cap before, it was going up. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of that old uh, cell phone commercial where they had the towers. That, yep. that's, that was the salary cap every year. So I'd imagine this is going to be more of an anomaly. But Were you able to find that figure? Uh, it projected... To max out at around $180 million this year. Were you able to figure out uh, when, if or when the last time that it actually decreased? I did not see that one. That would, so if you don't mind, that'd be awesome. Year? Do you know that one? 193, I believe. Okay, so it went down. So it went from 193 to 180, so. 13. Yeah, 13 million. No, I mean, that's. You should have let Tony figure that out. I, I would have said it, right? <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's an elite running back. Maybe people get away from paying running backs the money that they uh, rightfully deserve, right? 
No, not at all. <laughs> I'm going to goad you all, all night, man. Now, you just, just run the damn ball. Don't even get me started. Just run the damn ball. <laughs> man, that fourth, that... that Speak, speaking of run the damn ball, the Chiefs should have ran the damn ball. I, I agree with you. I loved... Uh, we started texting about... Uh, halfway through the game. You're welcome. And yeah, thanks for. Well, I mean, you're welcome, right? He got to be got got away from being the middleman in that conversation. Uh, it was kind of nice in a way. Right, right. You get two two perspectives, and you can uh, you get a tainted it in either way. <laughs> Maybe stir the pot. But Kubi and I started texting, and that was the the looks that the Buccaneers were giving them. It just seemed uh, too easy, right? Like run the ball. Well, run the ball. But, but don't screen, right? Because that was a conversation I was – I don't think I was having it with you, but uh, I, I feel like someone uh, where I was at said, why, why aren't they throwing more screens? And it was because they – Tampa Bay wasn't blitzing. They were getting pressure with, with four consistently. And uh, you can't – you're not going to have success in the screen game if if Tampa Bay or your opponent isn't blitzing, if they're not coming in with uh, a heavy personnel presence. Not to mention, screens don't work that great if the team's tackling everybody. Right. I mean, those corners, the first time they played, they were either press coverage or so far off. They were kind of in the middle of this game, and it was like, if they went deep, they were in a good position, and if they stayed close with the screen, I mean, I don't remember hardly any missed tackles from the Buccaneers. Seriously. I mean, they tackled... Levante well, David was everywhere. Yeah, and not only, not only did they not have that many missed tackles, if any missed tackles. They were there instantaneously. They were there the moment. Uh, Hardman actually had a screen pass on the first drive, maybe the second drive, and uh, Mahomes swings it out to him, right? And he got a yard. Uh, During week 12, he was getting 13 or 14 yards on those design plays. And uh, the line. this speaks to the linebacking core that, Tampa Bay has, right? Like they have been able to shut down the run all year long. And a lot of that is attributed to that linebacking core. And it was on full display Sunday. I think if the Bucs have the Chiefs linebackers, they're going to shred it all game. Like those linebackers were the difference. Just Kelsey, he had 50 yards before it was out of control. Yeah. I mean, he had yeah. 130. We were talking last week about how Hill and Kelsey can't stop both. Right. They did. I mean, they did. Yeah. I mean, Kelsey had 55 yards. If you look at his stat line, right? Like, if you're a casual fan and you're just looking at his stat line, you're like, oh, yeah, Travis Kelsey was not the problem. Travis Kelsey ate, right? But he didn't. They went to the ball. He got the ball a lot in the second half in garbage time. But like you said, he had, I think, five receptions for 55 yards in the first half, which is not a bad stat line. But before it was 28 to six, he had. I don't know how many receptions, but 55 yards. Yeah. So 80 of his yards came after it was pretty much over. Right. Once Tampa Bay started playing prevent defense, once yeah. they decided, well, we're just going to keep the ball in front of us. I, uh, yeah, I've never seen in 1990, I wasn't alive, obviously, but Belichick was the defensive coordinator for the Giants versus yep. the Bills. Yep. And oh, he said, yeah. He said, we need to let Thurman Thomas get 100 yards. And all of his players were like, what the hell are you talking about? They had the number two defense, rush defense in the league, besides the Steelers. And they're like, you know, that's what we do. We stop the run. What are you talking about? And he's like, we can't let Jim Kelly beat us. Like, they had such a good attack passing. that they're like, if they run for 100 yards, like, they're not going to beat us. 
And that's what Todd Bowles did, but the Chiefs just were too stubborn to run the ball. Right. That's ex- they, were, they were inviting them with that coverage to run the ball. Yeah, and exactly. Like, no, we're not going to run it. Because the safeties weren't coming in for run support. Those no. safeties were there specifically to shut down Tyreek Hill and, I guess, McCole Hardman. But really, really, it was all about Tyreek Hill shutting him down, taking the safety over top, giving him that cushion, and not letting Mahomes uh, burn you with gash plays. He had zero one-on-one coverage. Yeah. Zero snaps. Not yeah. one single snap. That doesn't surprise me even a little bit. I mean, in, if they're what you got to take what the defense is giving you, which mm-hmm. the big knock on Mahomes, which I think is ridiculous, was he held on the ball too long, which you got to have – that would imply that there were open receivers. Watch but, the tape. But there weren't. There were no open receivers, especially with how much time he had to throw. But also – Take from the defense given to you, like, that's more of a play-calling game plan thing versus on a quarterback. Like, depend, it depends on how much control they give him at the line. Yeah. If he's allowed to change plays, pass it around like Brady and Manning used to do all the time, then maybe you can argue he wasn't seeing the defense right. But if Bianami and Reed are as good as people are saying... They should have adjusted. Yeah. Why don't you adjust? There was, uh, there was a, a play, I want to say it was in the third quarter where Tyreek Hill lines up in the slot, right? And he runs uh he runs around over the middle. They get him the ball and he has he gets like 14 yards on it. And you you immediately came to my mind, right? Because we had that long long ass discussion about how passing plays are more efficient than run plays, right? And I see that and I'm like, "Okay, if you're not going to run the ball, do that." They ran no crossing routes, no pick plays. I was like, "They're not letting you pass deep. They're not giving you the sidelines. You either have to run the ball or passing over the middle. And obviously, Donald, Donald, David and uh, White were taking everything away. That you got to use pick plays and screens and not screens, but pick plays and crossing routes. Right. It's like they didn't do anything. Yeah, right. And, dude, oh, man, I, I'm going to gush about the Tampa Bay linebacking core probably all night because I love, I love the way that Tampa Bay built that linebacking core, right? You have Shaq Barrett who they signed for $5 million last year, got him for a pretty penny. They franchise tagged him. So that's worth it right there. Even if you're paying market value, what you got out of Shaq Barrett, worth it, right? You have Levante David, who's been there for 10 years and has just been a pro, just been a professional, right? And then you use a first round pick. I think it was a top, it was top 10, top five pick on Devin White. I want to get this right. I I think it was five. I think it was five too. That's what was in my head, right? But again, I didn't want to be like top five pick, and then you know they ended up getting him at (laughs) eleven. Right, right. But you have a first round pick. You have the young guy in in Levant uh, in Devin White, and you just let him do their job. Shaq Barrett was the pressure guy. You let uh, Levante David go back into uh, or shadow Kelsey, and then you let Devin White just spy on Patrick Mahomes, right? Like they each had a strength. Uh, Bulls catered uh, a defensive plan that that worked with the, those strengths, and uh, you saw it on full display. I'm going to keep saying that that linebacking core. Whew. I mean, from the box, you're thinking they have one of their starting offensive linemen playing. We can get pressure with four, right? So they took away the pass and dared them to run. And it's like if they can cater their game plan to you not having offensive linemen, why wouldn't you think? We don't have offensive linemen. Let's get the ball out quick. And if we're being honest, like it's easier to run block, right? Oh yeah, it's easier to run block. I and not only that, they invested a first round pick in in Edwards Hilaire, 
right? Like, yeah. I just... And they the, came out running the ball after halftime. So you yeah. can tell they talked about that, but then it's almost like they're like, we have Mahomes, so let's just... He'll make magic at some point. Right. And it's like, that's not a reliable game plan. Yeah, I don't know. The lack of adjustments from Andy Reid and from Eric Bieniemy just shocked me. And I don't... You know, I don't want to use the arrogance of it all or whatever, but like, how else do you describe it? I don't know. I I don't know. I, I, I don't understand how you don't have any sort of game plan adjustments after halftime. I don't I know. I think you're talking about a lack of urgency, really. Um, they talked a lot about it in the Super Bowl all of last postseason for the Chiefs. All three games leading up to the Super Bowl, they were down double digits each yeah. time. Um, leading up to being, or the peak being that they were down 20, 24? 24 to zero to the Texans in the yep. first quarter. Yep. And you're thinking like the whole time, everybody's mindset is, oh, with Patrick Mahomes, they'll be back in it. No problem. And we all thought it at halftime. Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to flip yeah. the switch at some point. I was monitoring. It's going to be yeah. scary when they yeah. come back. Yeah. I Kobe, was monitoring Kobe the bets. at halftime and goes, and you this got game ain't over. It's still close. Right. Uh, Vegas was giving you 14 to one odds. Uh, that Kansas City was going to end the game being ahead by one to seven points. Right. And I got to tell you, I'm looking at my phone and I'm looking at the the winnings that I had up until that point, And I really wanted to just yeah. like double down on it and be like, sure, I could see this happening. I know that I have all this money on the bucks and I, I'm looking real smart right now, but like I, I could, right. I could totally see that happening. Did you do it? No, I didn't. Go I didn't. I, I made the right call, I guess, but right. it was tempting. But I think that the, I think that's the thing, though. It's like they they needed to make the adjustments. I agree with you, but I think the lack of urgency created in the we've been here, we've been down like this before. Um, they, I mean, it's safe it's safe to assume that with Patrick Mahomes, it's going to work out for you in the end. Yeah. This is a form of arrogance, still. Yeah, it, right. But I also I also think with Andy Reid, I don't think his head was in the game with everything going on with the son with that tragic accident or. I don't. I don't think with the situation. The, yeah, the situation. I agree with you. The way they have covered the way they have covered that before the game. I look at my phone from ESPN and it's like, oh, Andy Reid's son got into a terrible accident, and I was like, oh, I feel bad for Andy Reid and his son. Like that just happened. His son, other son overdosed. Until like, you read the details. Oh no! But they didn't come out. So the way they phrased that headline, I was like, that's tragic. It's like. Oh no, he was drinking and hit a car on the side of the road, and I was like, and they had a four-year-old and a five-year-old, yeah, that are both in the hospital right now, and it's like, yeah, one's in critical condition. Last time so, I checked, I haven't heard any updates, but I mean, they they let him go today. I don't know if you guys saw that they 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 released him, or I don't know how you do that with coaches. Coaches, yeah, they, he's not going to be on the coaching staff anymore. It's probably a good thing, even though he's probably just wanting his son to learn from him, but. Well, I imagine it was a way. I mean, obviously, everyone knows head coaches in the NFL are not home whatsoever for the most part. So he, it was probably a good way for him to spend more time with his son. But I mean, that's what Bill Belichick does with his son. Yeah, and his and his son's just as weird as he is. I mean, especially if you look at what happened to, <laughs> especially if you look at to see uh, look at what happened to Andrew Reed's oldest. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. How long know. ago was it that he passed? Four. Years yeah. ago, yeah. so so it's still pretty recent. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then his son just gets in a drunk drive. I read that headline. I was like, I feel so bad for Andy. Yeah, yeah. How does this keep happening? And then I realized, like, 
No, he was just an idiot. Yeah, sorry. Like, eh. sorry, Andy Reid. I hate to, like, as a parent, I hate be- to be judgy, but, like, <clears throat> shitty parenting. Yeah. It's hard, to, it's hard to be a parent and an NFL head coach. I can only imagine. I, it's hard enough for me being a parent and a professional bum, you know? Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> professional bum. Hey, hey, you can add also co- uh, guest co hosts. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. On the podcast. Not to be this guy, but like, oh god, his son's also like thirty. Yeah, dude. So at some point, you got to use your own. Like, I understand like parenting has ingrained in you like how you were brought up your whole life. But like, at some point, you get responsible for your own actions. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, Adderall, alcohol, thing. Well, I you bet, can afford I bet, Uber. I can promise you. I bet he has the issue because of his brother dying. So then he's taking the alcohol as a coping mechanism, and then he's just being stupid. Hundred percent understand. Just yeah, maybe that's. I mean, yeah. but that's that's. Let's be honest. That's pure conjecture at that point. Like we don't. Yeah. I don't know anything about Britt Reed or what his habits were before or after. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah. Right. Right. John didn't even know his real name. Oh, yeah, I could call him Patrick. <laughs> Patrick Reed. Patrick Holmes. Meet my son. Patrick Reed. I named him after you. How I do know Ubers seven? aren't that expensive. I mean, that's it. Like, you look at any of these professional athletes or coaches, too, right? Like, how do you not have someone driving you everywhere? Right. I just. If I'm an owner of a team, I'm like, I will pay for all of your Ubers. Here's an Uber pass. Like, do not get a DUI. Yeah. Just use this pass. I will. I mean, unless you're, you know, a bad team. And then you're like, no, I'm not paying for you to get a driver because I hope you get released and I don't have to pay you. The Chiefs didn't want that happening. That's kind of move right the there. The Chiefs <laughs> have a questionable history of just organizational decision making. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, oh. they did cut Kareem Hunt, though. The video came out. That had yeah, they, uh, two that was Right. Made. I mean, a video comes out, you have to get cut. It's I mean, that being said, imagine if he doesn't get caught with that video or he doesn't do that. Can you imagine Kareem Hunt on this team? They're on the Super Bowl. I right. mean, oh, yeah. they, they run, ran them off. Maybe they, they run, run the ball, ball. right? Maybe but again, you have a first-round pick in, in, yeah. in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. How are you not, not running only, the ball? Not only did they spend a first-round pick on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, they had, I mean, Williams had been good that yeah. season. They also picked up Le'Veon Bell. Right? And, right? And, did Bell even touch the field? Nope. No. no. I know, I know, LaShawn, yeah. LaShawn McCoy has won back to back rings, hasn't yeah. hit the field. Yeah, the well, Super Bowl. in the Super Bowl, right. One A legend. Right. Hey, two rings, man. I totally Shame. forgot he was on the Chiefs yeah. until they're like, ah, oh, this is the second ring. I'm like, That's damn. I, the only reason I knew he was on the team because he dropped a wide open touchdown in week five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hot yeah. Mahomes wasn't bad. I, I I wouldn't say that's a hot take. Like I, I'm getting people that are like, first off, if you are just going based on the TV broadcast, all you're seeing is the quarterback. Right. You're not seeing receivers or the safeties. Yep. Some people. Like, I'm watching the. Film. I don't want to be filmed now. Like, nah, but you are. It's cool. No, no you own it, dog. Stop. We appreciate on, it. I'm watching the film. Like nobody was open. Right. Like there was a play, and it kind of went to how bad the line play was. Screen pass. Damian Williams out of the backfield. Damian, Daryl, one of the Williams. One of those Williams. There's, there's, the one that didn't knock out. I just avoided saying the name. I knew I would get it wrong. We'll, we'll just call him D. Williams. It's How's Darryl, that? It's Daryl. It's Daryl. Everybody knows. I don't know if everybody knows, but no one knows. On a screen pass, the tackle 
They're supposed to let the defensive end come inside. Right. So that they can go outside. Dude, it was the new right tackle because they moved Remmers from left tackle, or right tackle to left tackle. He gets beat outside by Ndamukong Sue or Shaquille Barrett, one of the monsters. And Mahomes has nowhere to go on a screen pass. Yeah. The running back. Right. So he has to hold it, wait for it. He ends up throwing it away because by the time he gets time, Shaq, Shaq Barrett or Levante David streaming across the field. So it's like, the offensive line was not good. How many of the starters from, like, week one, one. were put... So they had There's a bunch of scrubs. I mean, I they had one the starting offensive lineman from, from week, week one? one? I believe. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize. I thought, I thought there was... Fisher was gone, right? Yep. Fisher, yeah. I thought there was... He, he, he got injured in the um, AFC Championship game, right? Yep. I saw it somewhere on Twitter. I'm not 100% sure. Even if the week one starters were the official starters sure. injury. But... I, another thing I hate, I don't, so Fisher tears his Achilles or whatever happened to him. So what do they do? You move your starting right tackle to left tackle, which is probably going to be a small decrease in play from going from right tackle to left tackle just because you're not used to it. You're opening different. So now you're not only worse at left tackle. You're taking your run blocking tackle and making them pass protect. So you you have no left tackle. Now you're getting worse at right tackle because you're moving him to left tackle, and you're going to get worse at right tackle because you're putting your seventh lineman at right tackle. So Why would you rather at two spots? Would you re- would have rather had him stay in his position? I'd keep the right tackle at right tackle, put the seventh lineman at left tackle, and just give him help. Yeah. Chip with the tight end, whatever you got. Like it's easier to help one position than get worse at two. Yeah. That's I, a good I don't point. understand. Everyone does it. It's like a common thing, but it's like it's an old thinking that you got to protect the blind side. But like, Mahomes moves around so much, he doesn't have one blind side. Right. Yeah, and uh, I, why not design him to get out? Why not have more bootlegs? Why not have more run play action or um, RPOs? Right. Run play options. There we go. Uh, why not get him out of the pocket? Yeah. Why not design him to get out of the pocket more, to give you some more space? I mean, he already ran. Give me the number. 497. 497 yards he ran in that game. That's impressive. And he had less than 20 yards actually rushing. That means he was running wild. I mean, the first couple of plays, they had him out of the pocket. Yep. I just don't know if the Buccaneers were doing a great job of containing him. And so he only could get out when he had to. I think the turf toe probably had an impact where they didn't want him to do too much. They do a lot of sprint outs with him. With his, like Chad yeah. Henney, what he did yep. that fourth and one. They do that all the time, but they didn't do it at all. Right. I've got to imagine they're like, let's not use Mahomes for that kind of stuff unless we have to. But I mean, I mean you get into the third to, quarter. Yeah. At some point. Shoot, man, you get into the second quarter. That, uh, the Chiefs would have been better off having four Helen Kellers on their offensive line. <laughs> nah, well, for God's sake, it was, it was just as bad. Mahomes still would have ran for, what, 800 more yards? That's it not- 100%. Watching the film from that angle, aerial view, it looked like the yep, turnstiles at stadiums where you walk through <laughs> on a couch. It's just like, come on through, Shaq Barrett. They did 10. They call them stunts on the defensive line. They got a hit on Mahomes on seven of them. That it's unreal. Yeah, 
That being said, I mean, I don't want all of this hate on the offensive line play for Kansas City to take away from the defensive scheming of Todd Bowles, because holy cow, did he call a game. Like, Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowls. I, I that actually was, like that one. That was, that was actually pretty I had to myself. <laughs> That's a good joke. Sorry. No, it wasn't. I get it. His last name is Bowles. <laughs> but I mean, I like, get the joke. He hit, us, he hit us with that before Big Trust even showed up. I, I know. I, I, just, I, was, I was like, I was, the game plan by Todd Bowles was phenomenal. And Koopy's like, he had himself a Super Bowles. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh. knee slapper. <laughs> yeah. I said Bowles is in Belichick, but he did his best impersonation. I, yeah. I mean, I would, I would say that. Even with the struggles that Kansas City's offensive line had, I would say that was a better defensive game than Belichick has ever called. Like, you can cite the Rams game all you want. You can cite 2001 against the Rams all you want. But, like, what Kansas about, City's offense what about, scored. Uh, what was it? It would have been 2015 against uh, the Rams? That was the first one I brought up. But that's cool. What that? I thought you said 2001. Both Rams. Uh, you're oh, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, both Rams is what I meant. Uh, nine points. Right. Nine points. Uh, a team that was av- that averaged over 30 a game, right? I'm right. kind of bullshitting stats here, but like, would anyone be surprised if they averaged 34 points a game? Anyone? No. no. And they scored nine. Nine. Which they couldn't even think- score a touchdown. Belichick just- helped give them the blueprint, I believe. I mean, I don't have any... Inside knowledge, but yeah, just yeah. the way they play the corners on the receivers, like that's very Belichickian. But I mean, yeah, Bowles, that was. And to go from being such a heavy blitzer his entire defensive career, yes, to only doing it, like I think they said 11 person. I thought it was up. only like three times. Yeah, but I don't know exactly the number, but I mean, it was nothing compared to. Right, he normally does. Right, because he is too. He gets compared a lot to, uh, you know, that Greg Williams type, where yeah. they're always putting pressure and they're doing it by bringing in extra personnel. That's why their secondary was so subpar during the regular season, right? Because, yeah. I mean, that's that's what's their weakness. And they were young, so I think. Sure. Event, which it's a lot easier to play secondary when you only have to cover for. Now, granted, some of the plays went for eight, nine, ten, eleven seconds. But for the majority of them, when you're getting pressure in two and a half seconds, like you can make a lot of secondaries look elite. Yeah. Yeah. So here's something for you. The Chiefs are not top five in points per game in the league. Really? I would not have said that. Where, where, where were they? Are they in the top ten? Six. They were six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they averaged 28.5 points per game in 2020. Okay. I'd be interested in first half, which that's way too hard to look up, but – they, look it up. they had a habit of getting out to leads and just I, I would agree I, with that. When you're when you're betting, yeah, you're looking at it against the spread. So many games they had it easy and they missed it just because they didn't continue scoring, kind of thing. But yeah, that offense, I've never seen them shut down. I mean, Belichick we never have. Two Patrick, close, Patrick Mahomes has never closest, not thrown yeah. a touchdown. Belichick had the two closest games and they both scored like thirty three points. Yeah. Yeah, you shut them down for a half. You don't do it for a whole game, right? And if you look at the loss, the loss, right? They had one regular season loss this year yeah, to the, the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. If you look at that loss, they still scored forty points, yeah. right? Like it yeah, was forty-four was, to forty like or a, something. That was a shootout, right? Like, I just 
flabbergasting. I, 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 I couldn't believe what I was watching, if I'm being honest with you. I just, I watched the game, and I texted you, like, this is Mahomes' worst game of his career. Yeah. And I just meant, statistically, like, he was not great. Yeah. But I was like, I didn't feel like he was a, at all, not at all, but he didn't have a great game. I didn't think he was the problem. No, he was not in my top ten list of reasons why they lost. No, absolutely and, not. Name seen, name one pass that he missed. Uh, there was, I mean, I watched that four times, but he had one pass to Hartman, second quarter, where he should have thrown it inside deep on a cover two. Okay. He went to the numbers. Okay. Hartman still slowed down because he thought it was going inside. Okay. Could have been caught, but like, other than that. But it was, it was on just, Mahomes. Yeah, I would give it to Mahomes. Okay. I mean, Mahomes? You could argue the first interception, he threw to Tyreek Hill. Yep. Should he have thrown it? I don't know. Tyreek Hill took a terrible route to the ball. Yeah. And well, and that was the thing, attempt, right? Like but, all of the, the the bad, the bad. I'm putting it in quotes so you guys can. All the bad passes that he had, I thought were more uh, attributable to bad routes. Yes, I thought. When you're when the ball is thrown in an area maybe it shouldn't be, receiver needs to get to the ball as fast as possible. He rounded the top of his route instead of taking a straight line. Yes. And yes. As you can see him, which he does a lot because he catches it and he turns. Yep. And breaks it. Yep. But I think their bad habits over the last two years that haven't been kind of worked against them. I don't capitalized on or but they ran away with. Yeah. They just weren't getting away with them. Right. But Terry Hill, we said it last week. Not a national receiver by trade. He dropped that one in the end zone. Oh man! If you watch that play, I had the screen. Mahomes throws that ball. Tyreek Hill is running horizontally on the 20-yard line. He throws into the end zone. Tyreek Hill changes his entire route. Definition of throwing him open. Hits him in the face mask. Yeah. And that's 0-0. If he catches that, I mean... Oh, yeah. The whole game is different. The whole momentum of that game shifts. It's hard. People are like, oh, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. But it's like... Demarcus Robinson also dropped a touchdown. Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey Damian dropped. Williams should have uh, been A big third down. That was one of the biggest plays of the game. Was Travis Kelsey. So Travis yes. Kelsey, they're backed up on oh, their own end. Dude, yeah. Third and seven, third and eight. Yep. 16-yard route. Kelsey drops it. Muff punt. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Yep. It changed the entire outcome of the game. Yeah. But people are just like, oh, Mahomes, zero touchdowns. It's like... you got to look deeper than that, guys. If you're... You, like, if you want to come and talk to me about a, a player's performance, again, you, you took the the film schnab, right? I'm going to take the the, the stat snob. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like you, that's, look, that's your wheelhouse. That, yeah. Russell's that analytics guy that does all the math, and oh, I get annoyed he gets about saber metrics and shit. Yeah. It's unreal. Oh, which I want to get into because I have a, I have a really good I have a really good analogy for what happened during the game. Yes, yes, baseball, man. I always say film over stats. <laughs> Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, a lot of people were complaining about the refs, right? And because we're talking about how the the game changed in the first quarter with uh, drops and with missed opportunities on the Chiefs' part, and a lot of people are saying that the Bucks' offense uh, capitalized or benefited from bad calls on the refs. And I was having a conversation about how Tom, why I thought Tom Brady was so smart. I was having this with my dad actually. And I get, I said, Tom Brady was like a pitcher on Sunday, okay? Because uh, when you're standing on the mound and you throw a ball that's, you know, high and inside to a, a right handed hitter and you get a called strike, 
you start feeling out the umpire's strike zone, right? Yep. And a good pitcher is going to use that to his advantage, and he's going to f- he's going to frustrate hitters, right? And Tom Brady did something very similar, where he realized that because of the Kansas City Chiefs' uh, uh, history of being handsy, right? Yep. He had one call, right? Uh, in the first in the first quarter, where he saw what the refs were doing, right, and then he started playing to it. That passing interference against Matthew in the first quarter against Evans, right? Yep. Like everyone's like, like that that ball wasn't catchable, blah blah blah. But the thing is, at the time, in the moment, that ball was absolutely catchable. If Evans doesn't get hit. Right. And Brady knew it was going to happen. Brady knew it was going to happen. So he threw that penalty. I mean, that penalty is thrown because of Tom Brady. Yes. And people are, people are so quick to talk about the ref helping Tom Brady all the time. (laughs) They're like, Oh, the ref, whatever was Tom Brady. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like Tom Brady knows what they're trying to do. Right. Your argument is Tom Brady either cheats or it's the refs. You lost. Yeah. Like, he won. He, but he took advantage of the system. I texted you that. We talked about that. I Do I think the ball is uncatchable? Yes. Yeah. But when you make contact on the goal line, and the ball is thrown to the back of the end zone, and the contact you make is you're in front of the receiver, people need to realize the refs are not getting seven replays. Dude, that's it, too. They're exactly. real time. Just like when Mike Evans got tripped out by one of the corners. Yep. They're seeing him fall, contact with his feet, him going down. Yeah, it's a bam-bam play. It's happening in seconds. It's one of the things I agree that instant replay kind of tarnishes the game. I love it. But I think it's like we're micro-analyzing every single inch. Mm -hmm. And it's like you don't realize the referee is seeing these guys running at 22 miles an hour down the field. One guy falls, the next guy falls, that's a flag. Yeah. And not only that, but like the refs, they have to be able to watch the play, right? So they're not, like when we're watching it, the camera is right there from you to me, right? We're talking five feet. We get a full 72-inch screen full of every detail. The ref is not always right there. Like they have to be able to keep up with these blazing fast wide receivers. And I mean, they got to make the call that they see. And There is human human error. Right. It's hard to quantify how uncatchable it was if Mike Evans isn't stopped in the middle of his route. Right. For all we know, the dude has, what, a 38-inch vertical probably? Yeah. For all we know, he gets around him just and catches it. I mean, is it likely? Right. Probably not. But the ref's seen the goal line, he gets hit, the ball back in the end zone, who knows? I I don't think it's a great call, but I understand where the rest coming from. Right. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm upset. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll admit oh, it. If I'm a Chiefs you, fan, I'm like... Guys, have you guys seen that uh, Chiefs fans are now doing, um, what is it, a GoFundMe to um, redo the Super Bowl? Oh, my gosh. And get rid of uh, the head uh, ref? <laughs> because they said that's the game that cost... I didn't Carol. see any 22-point penalties out there. Yeah. Uh, they said... They said the same ref that screwed them out of it was the same one that screwed the Carolina Panthers out of the Broncos Super Bowl. Even though I'm like, I don't think that's how does that relate to Tom Brady? No, uh, it, it's because the that uh, that ref has a beef against those two teams allegedly. The, we don't know how the to Panthers and the Chiefs. How did he pick that? Who hates the Panthers? <laughs> right? I mean, like, Who hates the Panthers? They're my 14th fan. Why are you going to hate on two mid-market teams? I don't get it. Right? I, I don't like, know, but that uh. 
That no, I, you, you can't I even say like he grew up. He grew up as an Oakland Raiders fan, or he grew up as uh, <laughs> like, his, his dad. You know, his dad that left conferences. Him. His dad that left him when he was young was a Chiefs and a Panthers <laughs> yeah. fan. I knew it. So now he's taking it I, out on him. Damn it! <laughs> I will not root for those guys. Apparently, he hates the NFC South. I mean, if it didn't work, if it didn't work for the Saints when. Uh, uh, Roby Coleman just absolutely mauled. Uh, Roby, it wasn't uh, Michael Thomas. It was yeah, uh, Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn. Was it Ginn? Was it Ginn? I think it was, it was Ginn. Ginn. That pan- yeah, the Where he just tackled him. Yeah, the path interference that they challenge. And it and, and, and still, and didn't, still get didn't call it. Yeah. Honestly, that I would have I would have signed that petition. <laughs> I knew. I knew after you. that play, I was like, "There's no way they're bringing that rule back." Yeah, because. Kobe and I talked about it extensively. Every time they challenge path interference, they don't change the call. It didn't get never. changed, right? The refs are making a statement. I think it was statement. literally like zero. Like they literally yeah. never changed it. Right. Good. Yeah, there was one Patriots Giants. Everyone knows I'm a huge Patriots fan. Are you? Dude from the Patriots literally tackles Golden Tate with the Giants. Is he still with the Giants? Yep. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, that was not clean whatsoever. They didn't overturn it. And I'm like, all right, this is going to ruin it for everybody because we. this is not a bad rule if you use it right. Yeah. But the problem is the refs have an ego. And they're like, I don't make mistakes. Like, don't challenge this. And right. it's like subjective plays like interference are going to be hard to overturn. So yeah. do you want the replacement refs to come back? No. It was no. Tommy Lee Lewis was the Saints receiver on the Roby oh. Coleman play. What on number 11? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. learned something new. guess that. I never would have guessed that. Saints black on black uniforms, nice. Yeah, <laughs> those are sick. <laughs> Rams new uniforms, terrible. Uh, oh, with the updated. Yeah. Have you looked those up? You got to look those oh, up real quick. Up. Yeah, yeah. What? They're new updated ones. Yeah. Also, oh no. Tyron Matthew, don't poke the girl. the one dude. The one what are you year. doing? Getting in Tom Brady's face, oh. man. That's like. You could just for the rest of the game, you just play Michael Jordan. I took that personally. <laughs> That's all that I think is. That's part of it, though, is that Tom Brady knows that Tyron Matthew is a hothead. Yeah, right. Again, right. play Emotional. into those right. those faults and, and those flaws. And he knows that if I frustrate Matthew, I can take him out of the game completely because he is their best defensive player. And he, had, I would say, he had one unsportsmanlike conduct. Him yep. Chris Jones. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, you can make that toss up. I think the badass part was. I think it was after the Evans pass interference. It was. Matthew goes over to him and gets in his face and Brady says, I'm effing coming after you. I'm coming after you. He goes, next play, Antonio Brown in the end zone, yep. right in his mouth. Yeah. And it's like, Brady just called that. Matthew knows it's coming. And, and he Brady still got it. shoves it, it right. And he still got it. That was it's like, Brady it's, like Ruth, it's like Babe Ruth calling a shot. Yeah. No shit. The so, goat's calling the shot and he's right. going to make it. What do you, what do you make of... Matthew took to Twitter Dude. after the game, and he goes, Tom, he, he, he called me something that I won't repeat here. He took it down almost immediately. I think yeah. he was and he, he was just asking there. for attention. It's clickbait. Yeah. What Everyone went to something racial. I 100% think it was, he called him a bitch. Right. Oh. That's why I think he called him a I'll bitch. I'll be honest. My pussy. knee-jack reaction no, was yeah, totally my, racial. My immediate, well, and my immediate reaction. Is Tom Brady is one of the most like aware just athletes of all time socially. He was mic'd up. I don't see himself using a racial slur mic'd up. Right. So I no, think he, he's not Drew Brees or anything. Should you say that? Yeah. Probably not. But yeah, no kidding. But at the same time, I 
don't go to that to Twitter. But yeah, I. That's one of the things. I also one of the most memorable parts of the Super Bowl was. Uh, who was it? Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah, doing Pete's and Tyreek Hill. On, go around the room. What was your reaction to that? Tony, you start. I absolutely loved it. I oh. lost my mind. I was you, so excited. I was like, you take that penalty. You take that penalty and you own it. <laughs> yeah. Sean? I think that that was amazing. That was like the one big, like, unfortunately, conduct that Tampa Bay committed. Yep. They were up. They were already up 22 it wasn't going to matter anymore because it was after the play on fourth down. It was a turnover. Yep. And I'm like, this is the best time to taunt this absolute D-bag. I was with somebody, and I'm not going to reveal the names. He said, he should be ejected. <laughs> what? I said, what? One, Tyreek Hill is the one of the biggest pieces of shits in the NFL. He's also, not one. He is the biggest piece he of He does shit. the P-side to every single defender he burns. Yep. So if you're going to dish him, I don't think... I don't think Tyreek Hill had an issue with it. No. I genuinely think he's like, I didn't see a reaction out of him. I didn't, I guess I didn't either. He's probably, he's already on the ground. He's probably just like, yeah, I probably deserve that. It's mm-hmm. like, you dish it out, you gotta take it, yada, yada, yada. Also, like, that's pretty badass that you get torched week 12. You're still thinking about it. It motivates you. And you do it back. I was like, I got it. I, I need. Well, also, I, if anyone should be disrespected on that team, it's Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Tyreek should be the only one that should be getting disrespected by anybody. I got a chub. It was great. You got I a had, chub? I did. I had to go home afterwards. Like, <laughs> I got that picture up on my phone. I was like, here we go. I forgot. He hung it up on the bedboard and the wife came to bed. And- <laughs> Tyreek Hill pieced him out and then backflipped into the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Does it, that was a bad backflip, too. It was. <laughs> like I he mean, belly flopped into the end zone. Right. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, I remember, didn't he get, like, unsportsmanlike for always doing the peace sign? So then one of the games that he had gloves personally made that had the peace sign. Do you remember that? I think I, I no, vaguely so he, remember that. I, I, that could well, be, like, confirmation bias on my really part. penalty unless the defender's close enough. And a lot of times with Tyreek Hill, they're really not. <laughs> right. But, like, even the picture that's circulating the internet with him giving – Winfield, the peace sign. Winfield's like at least ten yards away. He's, <laughs> like, he's Winfield's gonna be good, dude. I agree, man. It's hard, oh, to, yeah. it's hard to like. Of course, the Lions had him, Ugh. but he was. Their entire secondary was like second round picks, third yeah. round picks. It's like it's a young secondary. Jason White, their GM. The way they went and got Brady, their drafts the last two years. Tristan Wirfs was one of the best tackles in the league as a rookie. They're like, Brady, what do you need to be happy? We want you to be happy. Because think about Brady, he's like a multiplier, right? You have him on your team, he's going to make everyone better. Yeah. It's just the leader he is. They're like, what do you need to be happy? He's like, I like Antonio Brown. They go get him. I want well, they took, him. it took a little bit because Bruce Arians did not want him. Because if you look back, he was like, I do not want anything to do with Antonio Brown. And then I and think Brady was like, hey, hey, buddy, buddy, yeah. we're going to win if we have him on the team. I mean, he added Gronk. And then every, Bruce Arians is like, yeah, Tom would text me, hey, me and Guerrero think it's good if I take Wednesdays off throwing. Are you fine with that? And Guerrero's like, F yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, you're Tom Brady. Right. Uh, can we just talk real quick about Gronkowski? You brought him up on how, on how Tom talked to him into coming to Tampa. If there's if you can't give the MVP to Todd Bowles, right, and that that defensive scheme, if you can't give it to a coach, I th- I seriously think it should have gone to Gronkowski. And I don't mean because of his stat line. 
I'm gonna go Rocky. deeper than that, okay? Rocky. Because Fournette doesn't get that touchdown without Gronk. Yeah. Fournette does yeah. not get that what 28 yard touchdown yep. without Gronk. Like and even in the build up to the Super Bowl in the playoffs, Gronk's blocking was incredible. He is the most. He I know, is the I know most the, complete. I think it was the NFC Championship game. Gronk had a screen pass that went for like 30 yards. Yeah. Yeah. But his blocking leading up to that, like he faked out like he was blocking, and he was so good at it that they were like, "Oh, he's just blocking. He's fine." And then Tom threw him the ball, and he ran for 30 yards before anybody touched him. That was his first touchdown. Yeah. That first touchdown was uh, a play action, right? It was a run. It was actually an RPO, yep. right? Where Brady – is yeah. Brady really going to run? But Gronkowski sold sold the run, and then all of a sudden he's just open in the flat. Yeah. And Brady just pop pass, man. Yep. Just go ahead. To your point, 2018, Gronk was like, oh, Brady's a shell of himself. Gronk's a shell of himself. Gronk was blocking his ass off for that run game the entire year. Yeah. Like if you look at the 2018 Patriots, they don't win without Gronk. Mm-mm. He blocked his ass off and then had the biggest catch in the Super Bowl. I know Adelman had 153 yards. It was incredible. Brady Gronk down the left seam. Yes. To set up oh, the game-winning touchdown. Yes. It's like Gronk is an impact on the game. It's why he will always be better than Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey's gotten a lot better as a blocker. Yes. No doubt about it. He's not Gronk. He's not. And he's not the size of Gronk, so that's part of it. But, like, Gronk took a year out, won the WWE 24-7 belt, did a <laughs> shit ton of CBD, got his body right. Yeah. And then, and then Brady, came correct. Brady's like, how about playing with me? You probably had to practice twice a week. We'll go to Florida. It's 75 degrees and sunny. Gronk's probably like, hell yeah, get me out of Boston. They're living. He was already in Florida, wasn't yeah. he? Well, he was in Miami. My, <laughs> which is hold on, hold on. Yeah. Where's oh, Miami? Where's Miami? He was already in Florida, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was in Miami, Florida. Miami, famously part of Florida. But hey, you never know. I was talking about Miami of Ohio. That's Just true. Kidding. You could have been. <laughs> should we? Should we do our power rankings of? What was it? Top five defensive players. players for the Bucks, real quick. Yeah, sure, that's fine. Who do you want to go number one? Shaq Barrett's got to be one. I, I would agree with Shaq Barrett. Yeah. He had nine pressures, eight yeah. pressures. Oh like. yeah, dude was an absolute monster. <laughs> and it's like it was a lot of them were delayed. So Mahomes look first read, dude, nothing. Right, they loop around. That loop around was devastating. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to do with it. I forgot he was a Bronco. Oh, yeah. That Broncos defense was yeah. nasty, too. Yep. Ah, uh, Shaq Barrett. That guy makes me... I thought, is he a flash in the pan last year? Is he legit? Right. That dude is legit. Yeah. Franchising him was brilliant. Think, brilliant. It's hard to say. When you franchise a 10, it's hard to say it was worth it. it was, that's a lot of money. Yeah. It was 100% worth it. Right. Because, you're. I mean, you're paying... You're paying top market value, right? Like you're gonna with your franchise him, you're paying them position. top five, right? You're playing them top market value. And the thing is, you have to get that type of production. And they did. I mean, not only just in the Super Bowl, but he was a presence all year long. Yep. Number two. Uh, I wanna go I'm go- I was going I was going Sue. Oh man. I was kinda thinking Levante David. It's kind of fair, David, for me. Because David shut down Kelsey. Like, yeah. that, the coverage that's that true. he had on David, Kelsey. That's good. Well, I mean, we can discuss it. Let's discuss it. Because you could make this. Because Vea was also. He also had the 
Um, they put him at the end. Right? Exactly. The versatility to, to line him up on the end. He's the second best D tackle in the league. I'm saying that right now. He was injured a lot this year. The dude has Aaron Donald-like qualities. That was good. Aaron Donald, best defensive tackle I've seen in a long time. But Vita Vea, I mean, Mahomes couldn't step up. Sue was a big part of that too, but every time Vita Vea is just a wrecking ball in the middle yeah. of the field. I yeah. mean, it was just... I would be fine with you guys putting uh, either one of them at two. Vea is a D-tackle. Like, if we get two and three put, there with David and Vea... we put a D-tackle there? We already have one edge rusher. We got to put a D tackle there. The, yes. the two guys sitting over here are old high school linemen, so it is, you know. Put Bea cool. and then David's three for sure. I would agree with that. And then, honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going Gaga over these linebackers. I want to put I want to put Devin White at four, just because that seems low too. That's the funny right. Part. It seems low, right? Because right. he's I mean he's the guy that kept Patrick Mahomes for the most part in checked with his legs, right? Like yep. he had a couple good runs in the first quarter, but then David uh, White just just spied, dude. He was everywhere that they needed him to be. Uh, he was able. He didn't have to drop back in coverage. He could add some pressure, but I mean, he really just kept Patrick Mahomes in check. I would I would love to put David uh, David White, White. Devin White Devin. at number four. David five JPP White. or do we want to go a secondary it's player? Todd Bowles at five. Just oh, Todd Bowles should be number one. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking Antoine Winfield. I, was I thought, kind of, I thought he, him too. Winfield. He didn't. Uh, he didn't necessarily have the stat, but just taunting Tyreek Hill is enough. Top five. I mean, it's one of the safeties, I think, or JPP, because I mean, JPP was a monster too. They all had monster games. Even if you want to go secondary, the on fire Winfield Jr. Yeah, just because cool they definitely. I don't remember if it was him or Whitehead. That was the second bracket on Tyreek Hill. Who ended up having the interceptions? Devin White had one. And then the... Um, it was tipped by... Dean? No. Yeah, Jamel Dean. Ah, Statman, look it up. I should Please. know this. I watched that film four times. Right. It was tipped by this safety or corner, whoever's on a hill. And then it was a ricochet on the right side, up the seat. Yeah. <laughs> Name the player! I don't know. You know the number. No, I don't. That's the thing. There's like a scrum of people. You know what college they went to? Oh, okay. <laughs> Jamal D. Carlton. No, it wasn't Carlton. Sean will tell me. I don't know. And then you're going to get mad. You go, I knew that. I can see the whole play. It's just, it's that one play I was talking about where Terry Kill didn't go straight to the ball. He rounded right. it out. Yep, yep, yep. The safety Man. or the corner. I don't remember who was. Came over the top of the hill, knocks it up in the air, right. and the guy catches it. Antoine Winfield Jr. Ah, uh, there it is. That, that was the interception, five, so that's number five. Which, there we go. That's that'd be easy. that guy. He just happened to be in the right spot, but give it to him. Yeah, yeah. It was a ricochet. For sure. Oh, that was such a good game. Not really, but it if was, you like it defense, was a good game to watch Tom Brady get number seven. Can we all get frustrated that he won MVP, though? No. Come on. I think you have to give it to him. Because there's so many. I know that they're not there without him. We're not talking about uh, the season. It, We're talking no, about the there game, was no, man. There was no. Like, if there was. If one. If Devin White has defensive touchdown, it's 100% him. Yeah. Because no one guy stood out and they were all legit. Dude, I'm still giving it to Gronk. I totally I am. And I know yeah. that that's because I'm a. I'm a below the surface guy, right? Like I'm not gonna But you can look at his two touchdowns. I know he didn't he led them. He led the wide receivers in yards and catches. I'm putting that really high and question catches? Yeah, right. I think it was catches. But I know he led them in yards. 
And I know he had two yeah, touchdowns. He had 67 yards. I lost money on did you really? Yeah, he had to get 69 oh, yards. Oh, no. And one touchdown. So I was like, damn, I traded a touchdown for two yards. To be fair, Brady should have had four touchdowns. Play action pass to the tackle. Wide open. Oh, yeah. Not great defensive play. Who, great who defensive play. When who I texted was you, or Tony texted me, it was Joe Hayden, like the guard of the tackle. But I texted you, and I was like, I can't believe they didn't go and play action. I forgot it's because they went to the lineman. Yeah. But. I know, I felt kind of cheating to, to come back and be like, they did, bro. <laughs> I felt kind of... It's, it's always low, low percentage when you go to a Which, can we talk about how... Um, so, like, Bill Belichick gets credit for Mike Vrabel scoring touchdowns in back-to-back Super Bowls? Yeah. Same play. Yeah. Same play. That is that is the Mike Vrabel play right there. Yeah. Uh, but which, you're not going to get the credit because he dropped it. Right. Yeah. Right. But, man, they, what they did... Which is incredible. They haven't done it all year. They They've s- been so heavy, run first and second down. Not to the Seahawks' extent. We're not going to get into it. But not to that extent. They went play action so much, and it was so effective. Which is nuts because they they were in the bottom three in the league in play action percentage throughout the regular season. Yeah, they never ran play action. And they needed to. Yeah. And they defined it's almost like it was a long con all year. Like we're going to play a certain defense and a certain offense, and they flipped everything once they got to the Super Bowl. Byron Leftwich played a hell of a, Dude, a hell of a game. So I think that is – so Bruce Arians has been a head coach now for seven years. By the way, that's wild. I always think of him as being a head coach for longer than that. Cardinals, right? Use the Cardinals. Cardinals, yep. Carson yep. Palmer. Uh, I don't think of that far back. I think it was – Carson Palmer had an MVP like he had, Yeah, he had was, Carson Palmer for – as a head his coach? MVP like you. Yeah, yeah the head coach. Is that Carson Palmer? Yeah. Like the last year of Carson Palmer. Yeah. I think he went to the Raiders after that. But he had one year. It was the Cam Newton MVP year. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah. Cam he Newton. was with Arizona from 2013 to 2017. Yeah, it was the 2015 okay. Carson Palmer okay. year. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, okay. So, man, where was I going? Okay, right. His evolution as a head coach. Only been there for seven years, but he had always wanted to call the plays, right? Like he has mm-hmm. always said, if I'm not calling plays – I'm just going to retire, which he did, right? But he handpicked Byron Leftwich, and he let him play call the plays, and he's done so all year long. And him coming to rely on his coordinators and just head coaching, making sure the schemes are there, kind of perking in their ear yeah. with what he wants to see happen, I think I, it was refreshing to see because you have all of these head coaches. You have Sean McVay. You have Kyle Shanahan. You have Bill Belichick. You have these guys that are – they are – why do they even have a coordinator, right? right. Like, uh, they're calling the plays, whatever that is, defensively or offensively. It was refreshing to see Bruce Arians, who was a uh, micromanager, yep. allow his coordinators, especially a young Baron Leftwich, blossom, right? Yep. He enabled them uh, into success. And Baron Leftwich, he's going to be head coach. Which Give is it hard. Two or three years. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. It's hard because... As an offensive minded head coach, whether you're calling plays or not, if your offense struggles, it's on you. Yeah. Like if Eric Bieniemy's calling plays, which we know is Andy Reid, but if it was, as an offensive mind, Andy Reid's going to take blame. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. So to be like, I'm kind of putting my legacy in Byron Leftwich's hands. Wild. Who was drafted in 2003, by the way. Yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So that was one of my favorite stats to come out. It was like when Tom Brady won his 
for Super Bowl, Byron Leftwich was a sophomore quarterback. Yeah, with <laughs> Baylor. Yes. I don't know where he went. I want to say. Can I say a fun fact about Bruce Arians? Please, B.A. Um, B.A. took a chance on a secondary in the Chiefs' defense. You know who it was? Wait, I I misunderstood the question. Bruce Arians took a chance on... Honey Badger. Yeah, he took a chance on it. Oh, in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. So think about that. That's right. Which is fair, but... So he knew Honey Badger was also amazingly talented. He was so good. Yeah. So and he he kind of knew what he was going to do, and him and Tom probably. And I think was it BYU? Marshall. Marshall. Patrick Peterson had a lot to say. Yeah, Marshall. I will always remember Byron Leftwich getting carried. Right? Do you guys? Yeah. yeah do you yeah, guys yeah. remember that? Getting carried in. I I don't. Th- it might have been a bowl game. Maybe I don't. It was just a gutsy performance his senior <laughs> year at Marshall. Anyways, Chad Pennington also went to Marshall. <laughs> Oh, did he? Yeah, him and Randy Moss. Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington threw to Randy Moss? I don't think so. I don't, really? I don't think I, so. You sure? I'm pretty sure I saw that on 30 for 30. I right? remember that Randy 30 for 30, team. by the way, the Randy Moss one. He was a baller of basketball. He was too. so Penning, good. Uh, Chad Pennington went in the draft in 2000. And he oh, was Randy like, Moss was 98. So... Right. Yeah, he was at oh, Chad Pennington was at Marshall from or wait, yeah ninety five to ninety nine. Chad Pennington was yeah. Oh. So he must have thrown the yeah. He probably did that. Yeah, shouldn't question me. Yeah. I, 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 oh, I'm pretty yeah, sure he also played basketball with Jason Williams. Chad Pennington? No, Randy Moss. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chad Pennington? What are you talking about? about? White chocolate. But getting back on track. White yeah, getting chocolate. back on track. It's okay. I'm actually going to make this a little bit local. Okay. Seeing Bruce Arian's success by allowing his defensive coordinators to do their damn job gives me a lot of hope for the Lions, okay? I'm going to homer this up a little bit. I love that Dan Campbell is taking that mold, right, where he has – did you see we you hired – to see it. <laughs> did, we, uh, did you see we're hiring Antoine and Randall L to be our wide receivers coach? Really? That's Dude, funny. The, the coaching staff that Dan Campbell is putting around him He's is, literally picking former players. Uh, yeah. Good. Sure. Good. Which is good, yeah. Hell yeah. The most important part, like, they had the talent. You just need to connect with them. Yeah. To be able to teach them at some level. And not only that, but, like, Aaron Glenn was – he was interviewing for head coaching positions. And Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes were able to talk him into coming to be the defensive coordinator. I just think – I love the way that the Lions are going about this. And I'm not saying that it's going to be as successful as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it seems to be following that mold, which I can find exciting. I mean – the optimism for a Detroit Lions fan always appears around getting closer to draft season. That's true. So, I, so this want, is your year. It's probably not your year. I want to temper. I want to temper those expectations. Okay, uh, I was trolling Facebook today, and the Lions had their that's their your, schedule right. That's your first mistake is trolling through Facebook. I know. I should. Lions I should stuff. never do it. Well, not specifically <laughs> for Lions stuff, but it showed the schedule right, and it said. Uh, here are our games, hashtag one pride. And I'll admit, I got on there and I was like, more like hashtag one win, because we're <laughs> going to be bad next year. Yeah. We it's will. Fine. Get another, get another good draft pick. Right? That's fine. Yeah. And if we get one win, then we'll get, you know, whatever like the cream like, of the crop for the quarterback like class. Embiid. Trust the process. Yeah. Trust the process. Can't be worse than that pressure. I'm not going to win much. But what? Yeah. I had a good point. About, I actually have some stats if you guys want stats. I love I stats. Thought, You'll never Sean hear me say no to stats. I have a very shitty stat of the day song, too. I want to hear the stat, the shitty stat of the day.
I feel like that's copyright infringement. Right I think there. it might be. <laughs> what do you mean? I made all of it. I know, but that sounds like two like very well-known ki- uh, animated <laughs> characters singing in that. So here, here's my thing. Speaking of lions, optimism coming up about around Hold draft on. season. <laughs> I'm gonna play the stand of the day song, and then Statman's. It was for you. It was it was for Statman. It wasn't for his stats. It was, it was for. Was I played stand of the day, and you wanted to go on a soliloquy about the lions. <laughs> no, I have a stat of wow. lions right here. Wow. You stole. You sent it to me earlier. You just took a shit on his. Yes, this yes, is my yes, stat. Yes, 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 yes. It, better be, it better be good. This is my stat of the day yeah, thing. Man. Oh, Jesus. Over the past four drafts, here's how the Lions have used their seven top 50 picks. Oh, no. I'm excited. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> two running backs. <sighs> two linebackers. A center. A tight end. And a corner. You hate to see it. Those yeah. are all considered low value. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want hey, you need those, those are important, not I mean, the first round. Like, those are luxury round. picks. Yeah. We should get one more running back just to solidify the run game. Here's <laughs> the damn ball. Who's my standard? <laughs> Brady's last eight games. Yes. Eight no. Twenty four hundred yards. Twenty two touchdowns. Four interceptions. Nice. 2.75 touchdowns per game, half an interception per game. Nice. And 300 so those, yards those a game. Four of them in the playoffs. Yeah. So the it's last eight game. games are including playoffs. Correct. So two of those interceptions are from the Packers, right? Three. three. Three of them. Three, three yeah. of them. And, so they, and one... they weren't even bad interceptions, right? Right. Any turnover is not great. Right. Yeah, but they were like – They weren't catastrophic. It was almost like a punt, right? It was, right. Yes. They weren't yes. catastrophic. Yep. Okay. And those are against pretty good defenses. I know uh, Green Bay's defense is kind of middle of the road, but like the Saints' defense, no slouch. Washington's defense is great. I think you guys said last week Washington's front seven best in the league. Oh but yeah, it Jeez, didn't age look well. at look it at what Tampa Bay did. Yeah, it that didn't was age well. top. No, that, it didn't age well. And I was well at over all. here, the guy that questions yeah. everything. I was like, can't argue that. Right. Which you can still make the argument Washington once they develop, maybe, but. They're probably the most talented, at least. You can't hope to be better than what the Bucks were in the yeah. Super Bowl. I mean, this is right. not realistic. Right. But also, the Bucks are the first team with 30 plus points in every playoff game. Really? That's really? crazy. That's crazy. Huh. That's Super Bowl winning teams. Sure. Okay, sure, okay. sure, sure. The Bucks, or the Chiefs. Not even the. Oh, because the. The Broncos lost to the Seahawks, right? Okay. I was going to say, even, not even that yeah. Broncos team. They and that destroyed. Patriots team lost to the Giants. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. The Chiefs, 40-6 and six with Eric Fisher. 4-4 four and four without. Mm. I mean, yeah. I would have thought drafting a uh, center first overall would pay off. He's not a center. He's he a left tackle. A He's a left tackle. He yeah. always has been. No, he was drafted as a center. No, he, he was, was drafted, drafted as a left right tackle. tackle. Yeah. 
at the right tackle. He played right tackle when he came into the league because they already had a left tackle. Oh, is that what it was? He he got moved to center at one point. No, No. I'm almost positive. Let me look up Eric Fisher's stats. I'll let you do that because I will never find Eric Fisher's snap count. Tony, when did you become the expert on offensive line play? I, I don't know. I just remember Eric Fisher pretty well. Well, just because you put him at center on your Madden team doesn't mean that he played center in real life. I didn't. Tony, Madden what? must have changed it then. What <laughs> What college did Eric Fisher Central come out Michigan. of? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was a Michigan team. I wouldn't have been able to say Central. I probably would have said Western because. I realize. Corey I'm Davis. Sure how about I look this up? What position? Uh, so, if you look at professional football, a lot of times they'll list the games they played by position, uh, pro football reference. Yeah. Pro football reference is a go-to for stats. Dude, yeah, straight I'm up. Seeing, um, if they if they want to start like sending us like five dollars or something like that, I've seen right yeah, tackle. Seriously, pro football reference is where the stat Another man draft. gets his stats. <laughs> at least at least when he's right, that's where he gets his stats from. I'm, I'm looking at rookie year right tackle and then left tackle every year since 2020. It just says tackle. 2019. What did that say? Left tackle. <laughs> five capitalized left tackle, one lowercase left tackle. So he wasn't main great left tackle, but he was. Yeah, I don't think he was a center, Tony. Ah. Were you thinking of Andrew Wiley? No, no. Where did you get I that swore, from? I swore I heard he was a. Ta- I mean, he was a center, or he played center. You thinking Jake Matthews? No. Maybe in high school. Because he was so athletic. I Are don't. I don't Alex scout, but he was probably a tight end. All even. the way through high school, I'm not like you guys. Yeah. Are you thinking? Oh no! I was going to say Joe Thomas, but he never played center. I was going to say him too, but it didn't make any sense. Um, really, I'm just naming good offensive linemen. <laughs> uh, the punter from the Chiefs, brutal dude. Oh. He had that great punt. It got called back by the penalty, and then just abysmal. Mm-hmm. Just so bad. And here's where and here to see it. Here's another here's another part where Tony Romo is just amazing. He called he practically called it right yeah. before that punt. He goes, This is a he's a rookie punter playing in the biggest game of his life. I can't imagine how the nerves are. Yeah. And then he shanked the next punt. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Dude, Tony Romo, okay. Yeah. That should be in our Mount Rushmore at some point. Okay, but Tony Romo will always be my number one. Tony Romo is Easily my favorite commentator in any sport. Okay, Mario and Rod were up there when they were uh, with Detroit. Delay. Well, oh, it wasn't shit. even a fist fight. It was Rod. Rod was choking up, or no, Mario was choking out Rod, like hands around his neck, choking, uh, <laughs> like crazy. But anyway, I could not believe that when that came out. I couldn't either. I always thought they got along, right? Like, I, yeah. You always think that they right. do. They get such good chemistry when they were calling you games. You think yeah, that Tony and I, well, I get along too, though. About it. it was about a chair. A chair. A chair. That's because, pathetic. Uh, Rod was sitting in Mario's chair, and Mario's like, get out of my chair. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm totally yeah, making – I'm taking the community – the uh, dialogue. This, out, is but a like, good, this is a good time to have Bear on. Bear would know exactly what they were fighting about. It was, it was about a chair. Was it, it oh, it was oh. about a chair. I know oh. that much. I'm just making oh, the, okay. the whole well, interaction, one, one the dialogue. One thing that we did not talk about during the about the Super Bowl <clears throat> was the streaker. Oh, dude, how did the call about that? the streaker and how Tony Romo acknowledged it, and I feel like oh, I missed I Tony Romo it. acknowledging. Yeah, it. Yeah, he was acknowledging it. I didn't even know it happened the night of. I didn't know until the and morning after were, that it had happened. Really, they were talking about it. 
or he kept talking about it, but it's kind of a written rule that they just kind of move away from yep. it. They don't yeah. encourage don't it. Don't give just, publicity to yeah, it. Right. It's just, yeah, Tony Romo's like, oh, it, they almost got him there. Oh, Did you guys yeah. hear the, the radio call by, I'm going to hmm. screw his name up, Gary Harnell? Gary Hart Hartwell? Sure. I don't know who that is. No. <laughs> you guys should look that up. Uh, I wish I knew what his name was. There's So it's, this, it's the same guy that did the one in St. Louis. Do you remember that? He's running down the sideline. He's Ke- drunk. Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan. Yes. Thank yeah. you. He thank you. That cat. He did the one about the cat. Oh, yes. Yes. That cat looks like Saquon Barkley and Zeke Elliott. <laughs> yeah. So he did that. He did that uh, on the radio broadcast for the Super Bowl, and it's just what you would expect. He it's is perfect. the best improv broadcaster oh, of all time. Yeah, and I know I'm not. I'm not that old, but like the, the emphasis he puts into it, everyone else is like, "Oh, one moment, guys, we have a streak in life." You know, uh, we'll back have, he just starts I'm calling gonna, it like oh, the game. Running across the field, he dives through security guards left right. and right. He looks like Tyreek Hill, and he's, right. he's, <laughs> he's like, the, the "This 20, guy, the ten, the five, touchdown!" Right? He's like, he jukes out of a tackle. He's wearing a bra. Man, pull up your pants and be a man. Like it's just, it's yeah, so good. He, Anyone listening to this should on, absolutely look that up. I don't. I'm, but I have something else. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Is it, Kevin, so, is it Kevin Harlan? Yes, it is. Earlier this year, let me pull up. There was Westwood 1. He was at Westwood 1. And there was a scrum after a Cowboys field goal. He was talking about it. He used the word hoot nanny. He's all over the fight. It's a hoot nanny. Awesome. This guy is a legend. Right? I would totally put him in my Mount Rushmore, Absolutely. right? Though, now, the best part about. The streaker in the Super Bowl. Have you guys seen this? He bet on he himself. Bet, yes. Uh, bet on himself at like plus 750 that there would be a streaker yeah. at the Super Bowl. That's illegal. <laughs> he bet $50,000. <laughs> he bet $50,000 that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. 75 to 1 odds. Right. Do you right. remember And that? then bought tickets for him and his friend. Then his friend went on, created a diversion. He got caught, and his friend got caught, obviously. It was $2,000 to get both of them out. Yep. After all of his fines and everything are paid, he cleared three hundred seventy-four thousand dollars. Three seventy-four, yeah. Insider trading, take his money. So good. I remember, like, there was an old Browns Seahawks linebacker like, a couple years ago. They got in trouble for insider trading, and the Seahawks picked him up, which doesn't surprise anybody. But it was like he had gotten trouble for insider trading, and he was facing prison time. Michael Kendricks. They picked him up, and it was like. Yep. This dude's going to go to prison at any moment. But he was that. so good for that. If you can get an inside rush for a couple of weeks, I mean, that's how the NFL works. You're good enough to play. You get away with a lot of stuff. But Like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Nick Chubb. Hootenanny. Yeah. Hootenanny. <laughs> Hootenanny. Um, yeah. Tony Romo does not like taunting, apparently. He was freaking out oh, about taunting. the Antoine Winfield Dude, Jr. he was thing. so upset about it. It, remind, it was his Joe Buck. Randy Moss, Randy Moss one, yes. It's like Joe Buck made that a story. That is disgusting. That's the most ridiculous right. thing I've ever seen. He did, like, too. If we're doing a Mount Rushmore of my least favorite announcers, oh. Joe Buck is number one. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> hate Joe Buck. Joe Buck. I, I like His home run calls are good. They're the no, oh, man. I hate him in baseball so much. He's the worst. I, I hate him more in football than baseball. Oh, he does the World Series every year. Loves and I'm just Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Joe Buck is one of my favorites, actually. If we're doing a, route, uh, if we do a Mount Rushmore of least favorite 
sports broadcasters, you got to talk about the uh, what was it, the Cincinnati Reds broadcaster? Oh, I, Tad Bennett. He said he was I'm like, sorry for my no, I disagree. Is, I disagree. Yeah. He said he a homophobic thing. This is one of my worst days of my career. I don't know how to put the headset on. There's a four. There's a deep blast. Castiano hits Castellano. it deep to left, and it's gone. That's a two-run so home run. I just can't. I'd like to continue apologizing about my behavior. It's so important to like, stay in pro broadcast. Oh, it is so. That is one of my favorite clips. It's so I, fun to listen to. I love, like, if you're trolling Reddit, and someone will say yes. something about, like, I'm sorry, and, like, the next person will just pick it up. Castiano yes. sits it deep to left. Twitter for a long time too. So like, good. I would just like to apologize for words I uttered on air that I didn't realize was live. There's a deep drive to left field by Castiano. It's a four nothing game. Anyway, this is probably the last time I'll ever put the headset. I don't know. It's like I, that's I, incredible. I, that is incredible. That's so good. He kept character. Yeah, yeah. It's good. But yeah. You, I can't. That's commitment right there. I keep trying to get into a point. I keep getting distracted. Russ. You're a big baseball guy. I am a huge baseball guy. I need guy. you to explain this to me in one way. Okay. Without saying the word tradition. Oh, oh boy. I, I'm excited for this. Is this, a, is this about... Shh. I, I can do it. Why the hell are 78-year-old managers wearing full-blown uniforms? Like, what the hell are we doing there? What else would they wear? Anything else. No other profession they wear. What is the uniform? Wear? Yes. What does, what does um, hockey coaches wear? They wear suits. Suits. Why are you wearing a football uniform when you're never going to play? It's just okay. I actually, you want to know the actual day, reason? You want to know the actual reason? I'll give play. it to you. Oh, I think you just gave it to me. Yeah, back in the day, they used to be because managers coach. managers used to yeah, be players. So the last time and I think it just ended up being it was Pete Rose, and I think it just yeah. ended up being. A, I, it's no, no, trying no, to think of a, a synonym for tradition. <laughs> don't say unwritten rule either. No, it's but one of the one reasons. It's like, I, I, I like it, if I'm being honest with you. A 85-year-old grown-ass man wearing a Reds uniform that's never, obviously not going to be. I mean, an 85-year-old grown, uh, grown-ass man will wear it into the, into the stands, right? Why not? You shouldn't uh, do that no, no, That full uniform with pants? Includes the baseball pants and everything. Show me the 85-year-old man wearing the pants, the belt, the hat. You, listen, I don't want to see Dustin Baker wearing a big I'm ass. I'm fine with it with right. Dustin Baker. Depends. Make him take one at that. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Give, give him Danny X. Sorry, I had to get that in there. I just, no, it's good. That's, I hate it. I, that's the type of thing, I'll be honest with you, I, I've never even considered it. Until yeah. you asked me just now, I never even thought of that as being a thing. It's not really something I don't like about It's more of a joke. Like I'm joking right. on this. Like, no, he, he actually does... He will legitimately bring it up anytime, anytime he I argues talk, baseball. It's cool. Yeah, anytime I talk baseball, <laughs> it's, I, a, it's I, a weird I oddity that I have. And then he'll say, well, why are the managers wearing uniforms? They he, should have to take it up at bat. <laughs> cool. like, Would well, you not watch if Dusty Baker's taking a 98 mile an hour fastball? <laughs> yeah. Well, I totally would. That would be awesome. Can you imagine AJ Hinch getting one to the dome? Because oh my of, god, uh, that's how you do it. Okay, so, so baseball has come up with a bunch of gimmicky rules because of COVID, right? Yep. Uh, seven inning double headers, which is you know whatever, but like starting a batter or a runner on second base to start extra innings to try and you know get it done sooner. So as far as I'm concerned, you can have that runner on second, but that runner 
has to be the manager. The manager. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you make baseball interesting. Okay, Justin we go Baker's all the way back to my negative one. So here's how we get this done. The Red Sox have an advantage. Alex Cora is still straight, pretty athletic. Straight up. Straight up. All of a sudden, you're you're not going to see your dusty your dusty Bakers, right? You're going right. to see you're going to see, see your Alex Coras. Right. You're going to see a Brad Osmus. Right. <laughs> you're going to see guys are running four eight forties for some reason. You're going to see Coco Crisp come out of oh, come out of nowhere as a manager. Just imagine Jim Leland gets a job back right you implement this rule and jim leland is standing on second base with a fucking with a cigarette in his mouth just unfiltered I, the only time i ever pictured jim leland is with a fat stogie in his mouth dude it was always oh. cigarettes it was always marble reds uh and once they got rid of the the filters he would rip them off really he would actually spend time yeah they have stories about jim leland just ripping the filters off because he didn't <laughs> like the filters he just wanted to <laughs> Get How, all that cancer. Roman Quinn would be an MLB head coach out of nowhere. An MLB what? He'd be an MLB manager. So there we go. So out of nowhere. <laughs> so would Quentin Barry. Who's that other dude? Oh, Quentin I wish Barry. I remember from the Dodgers. Fast as shit. Only pinch ran. That's the only thing he did a couple years ago. And I'm going to it off. You guys... I thought you would know. Man. There's, For the uh, Dodgers. Terrence, Terrence Ter- Gore. Yes. Oh, Terrence no. Gore. Nice. Terrence Gore. If you had said yeah, Royals, he, I would have said that. Royals, Yankees. Who knows baseball? Peter Borges. Peter. There you go. Peter Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Peter Gorgeous. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Tony, you want to do Mount Rushmore, and I'll make sure I didn't miss any stats from the Super Bowl I wanted to hit? Yeah. Man, we actually talked about baseball tonight. Yeah, we wow. did. <laughs> I got to tell you, now that football is over, the next time that I get on this cast... Or this pod. Sorry. Who calls it a cast? You. I guess you I, call it? It I called it a cast. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm I guess it's a thing. The cast of dumbasses. Nice here. job. <laughs> we will be talking baseball, though. Football's over, dog. Yeah, you got to talk that. baseball yeah, with yeah. me. Give the, it's yeah. baseball or NASCAR, right? Uh, no, you're wrong. There's news NBA. Car. News car. Oh, yeah. Um, what happened? The last time we talked about NASCAR, we were talking about the news in the garage. That was the only time we've ever talked about NASCAR. News in the garage. Yeah, news. Yeah, you didn't ever hear about that with Bubba Wallace last year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. News yeah. car. That's right. Yep, 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 yep. News car. News car. News car. Oh, um, my gosh. Oh, Why did Fournette tweet in? Tweet the day. We don't have that, but we should. My dog, JPP, was sacking the ass with seven fingers. He's different. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He blew up his hand and is still getting his numbers with a club. Uh, his hands are freaking. Have you seen the club that he wears in the yeah. game? Yeah, it's oh. pretty wild. Dude. I want one of them. Actually, you know what? That might make my rush more. <laughs> According to Next Gen Stats, I'm third to one in that point of Tyree Kill. Yeah. It had an 18.3% chance of completion, and it hit Tyree Kill in the face. In the face, dude. <laughs> Good for him. He had three plays in a row. Second nine, he had that play where he threw it to Pringle in the corner of the end zone, which is a little bit out of bounds. But oh, dude, that was one of the best completions like, I've ever seen. I know that. I know that he got a lot of flack from Romo. Like, oh, that was, and everyone that I was sitting with is like, oh my gosh, what? A, he's just tossing it up. That was a bad throw, but like for a bad throw, it was before. right where it needed to be. If if there was a yard more on that, it's a touchdown. Touchdown. Also, Even, third, the next play, third and nine, Demarcus Robinson. It's the play where Mahomes gets pressure from Sue, gets out of it, Vita Vea gets out of it, scrambles to the sideline, hits Demarcus Robinson, drops it. Another incredible scramble for a play. Fourth and nine was the play where Mahomes was in the matrix, and he was fixing oh. it up. It's like, 
Those are the three most incredible incompletions in a row I've ever seen in my entire life. Seriously. If people want to say he lost the game. Someone's like, I mean, yeah, dude, zero interception or zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. You got to be better than that. It's like, just watch the film, man. Anyway, sorry. I just had to get out the fact that right. even his incompletions are some of the craziest things I've ever seen. That that Matrix throw, dude, That it will. It'll go down as probably the, one of the, one of the most throws. athletic things. I've, because what it was a good throw. It should yes. have been caught. After it should have been intercepted, it should have been caught. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did he got signed? You guys see that? Two years. Eight, two oh, years. That's incredible. I thought it was two. Yeah, two years. Two years. Eight, five, four, to no? see it. Oh, I thought you said three. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, it's a multi-year contract. So, uh, we're going to do a Mount Rushmore, and it's people you don't want to mess with. Can I go first? No, I already got the first one. Go ahead. But we're also doing a beer tasting. My Wait, so which is it? Tony, what is it? What the Mount Rushmore people or the beer tasting? Which what what is it? We we do the beer tasting Uh, while we're doing. You guys told me I'm supposed to like jump on his shit, and then I do, and you're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! It's fine. Everyone jumps. on My top four Mount Rushmore are just the entire Bucks defensive line. I don't want any of them. Hell yeah! You don't want to mess with that one. My first one is Billy Football. Oh, that's funny. Fuck Jose Canseco. He lost me money. Nobody has stood up for Jose more in his entire life than me. You bought a Jose Canseco jersey. And I still respect that. I still love that. It's a Tampa Bay Devil Race jersey. Ross, I hit a bomb in softball, hit the fucking scoreboard. So obviously I bought a Jose Canseco jersey. Nice. Went 0 for 4 next week. (laughs) (laughs) He's just hit Oppo. I hit like 780 that year, but I went 0 for 4 in the one game I wore. That you wore a Canseco jersey. But yeah, yeah, he took a dive against Billy Football. Fuck that guy. He He won a million. I don't give a shit. That was embarrassing. That, it was embarrassing. He, won. he lasted not even a round. It was like eight seconds. Yeah. But really, football was going to beat his ass. I don't know if anyone actually saw the video. I, I watched a bit of it. It he was looked like. Well, a bit of it. It was eight seconds. Well, you either saw it or you didn't. I saw four seconds of the eight seconds. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he was in bed the other four seconds. Yeah, I fell asleep. So, uh, what's this first beer, by the way? Oh, yeah. So, uh, the beer that we got is comes from Pigeon Pigeon Hill Brewing Company. It is a exclusive. Uh-oh. Might have to bleep that out. My bad. Don't say the W word. Oh. Uh, it's a... It's a uh, Muskegon convenience store exclusive. There it is. And what? it's called Rad Raspberry... Punchki. Thank you. I'm not Polish. I don't know how to. Everybody said that weird. Pretty sure it's. I mean, I know it's just. a... I know it's a donut. Yeah. Polish. Very guys like us have to know how to say Puchki. I mean, last name I have to know. I just know it's a donut. If you're jelly filled donut, jelly filled donut. If you're just a regular white guy in West Michigan, you probably say Paxki or something like that. Give me. It's why. It's why I stopped because I was gonna be like red, rad raspberry Paxi. You realize how disrespectful it is to say that. Know how to pronounce it in Michigan as a bigger guy like us, like like, us. like me. <laughs> we have to know how to say Punchki, dude. If I if I if you put me, start walking. I have to live for the rest of your life, every moment on this life, knowing what you get the hell off my stage. Sorry, go ahead. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Rots and I are big guys. We're big guys. Big boys. Freaking! Uh, Cheers to that! 
Why did you exclude me? So, I'm 199 pounds. Kubi at 199 pounds, big. Um, he might be the lightest person at the table. I'm oh. the lightest. Tony, Tony took that personal. He did, too. He's like Michael See, Jordan. He, he frowned. I took that personal. Like, I did take that personal. <laughs> I'm a buck 78. Thank you very much. A buck 78. Oh, to be back at a buck 78. Yeah. He's also the shortest, though. Yeah, maybe. Are you shorter than me? I'm 5'9". Oh, yeah, you're shorter than me. Good inch. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, Russell. Whatever. I see myself a bigger guy. I mean, I'm 199. I'm so, hold on. Around More about this beer. Uh, how much was it? And then how, what's the percentage? Of it's $9.99 plus tax. I didn't catch the for, alcohol uh, six percentage. Pack? It doesn't have it. I looked for it earlier. Really? It doesn't have the percentage on it. 5.4. Yeah, it's usually usually craft beers are about 5.4 and up. I would totally, after drinking that, I would say, yeah, that's probably about right. 4.8, 5.4. It does here. taste like a donut, though. I got to give them props for taste, right? It tastes exactly what they say it tastes like. Which yep. Have you tried the... Do I need donut the, in my beer? There's a donut. There's a donut. Stop believing too. And it, it tastes like a uh, Bavarian long job. Oh, nice, cool. That was really also a Muskegon uh, convenience store exclusive, but now they have made it where it's going to be statewide. Okay, long John's overrated. I 100 percent agree with you. Me yeah. and Russ can't. I'm not a big, big trust. After our, you got a big trust. Our long soliloquy of disagreements that didn't air. Now me and Russ are like. Let's just agree. I mean, we have, no, no, that's not even true. We have been on the on on, on board, uh, on the same page with a lot of our takes. It's just that one where we didn't. It wasn't even that we it wasn't even, it was just we started off just like not explaining ourselves. I right legitimately listed Pete Carroll as a good coach, and you took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why you want to run the damn ball all the time. <laughs> anyway. Not Russia. Uh, okay, so have you guys been paying attention to what's going on in Russia at all? No. Okay, Vladimir <laughs> Vladimir Putin is is number one on my list. Like leader of the opposition, just got thrown in jail for like I don't know three years or something. <laughs> what, did he, for, what did he do? Yeah. yeah. So, you hate to see it. What kind of drum up charge did he get? Uh, man, it was like I legitimately can't remember now. You went a different angle, and I respected. I just went like, guys, I wouldn't want to fight. But you're like, oh, Putin will ruin my life pretty easily. Like, Dude, Putin oh, Putin will make my life hell. Yeah. yeah, it's like speaking against the party or some shit. I don't know. There was a whole bunch of different. Uh... He like got poisoned. He got poisoned. He was in Germany, right? They had to like. He was in the hospital for a few months. He came back, and they're like, "Hey, welcome back. You're going to jail." I don't know. I wouldn't fuck with Putin. Sorry, I said you it can't. again. I would Sean not. Allen? It's fine. We'll believe it. <laughs> Miles Garrett. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. I don't want a helmet. Especially if he had the football helmet in his hand. Right. <laughs> I think you're Mason Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> Mason Rudolph has the most punchable face in the NFL. Oh, for real. Top five. And he's on the Steelers. I thought you were so. going to say in like real life. Otherwise, Sean would probably put uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, number one. Oh, I love Paul Rudd. Yeah, Sean doesn't. He wants he to punch him, him in the face. He wants to punch him in the face. Yeah, which no. you can't love someone if you want to punch him in the face. That's not true. I know a lot of relationships that work that way. Nothing, huh? No, no. Okay. That felt flatter than, uh, well, uh, some of the girls in those I, relationships. I was going to say, ah. I was going to say joke. I didn't know if it would come across as me being like a woman a, abuser supporter. A, a misogynist. I was going to say like, Flatter than 
when Terry Kill like she was broken oh, downstairs, no. but I was like, shouldn't say that. Or, or, or breaking terrible. His, it is that one terrible, terrible joke. Bad breaking joke. his son's oh. arm. Oh my god! Oh, Seriously, that one's a little bit more murky, but we don't even know. Mike Tyson, good still one. Still a lot of part of him. He's still like, I mean, I know him and Roy Jones Jr. wasn't the greatest fight, but he can still throw a punch. Yeah, I have a two for damn it. Yeah. Ah. Uh, what if one's dead? Is that like... I, I also had that thought. I'd say go for it. Okay. Shiv Knight. I know we talked about it last pod, but... I don't know. Anyone in the 90s hip-hop, if anyone had a beef with Shiv Knight, they ended up dead. That's all I'm going to say. So, don't want any part of him. He might just be in prison. One or two. Either I think, way, he's, I think he's in prison and he's just lost his marbles. I'm going to Google it. Go ahead, Sean. Snackman. Your second. Oh, he was killed. Nice. I'm, Not nice. I'm reading but... over the shoulder. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was killed. Nice. Not nice. Nice. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, throwback to kind of our childhood year. Guy that I don't want to match with the great Kali. I don't know oh. who that is. From the WWE. I only know him because of the video watched. game, but I just know that, like, we used to make rules back in the day, like, you cannot be the great Kali because... He was, he was like, seven foot four from India, mm-hmm. and his finishing move was this chop right to your dome, oh. and it would knock you, knock the person out, so you would just beat him, he'd whack you once, and then your guy was down for, like, like 30 minutes. Mortal Kombat. You yeah, also wouldn't have wanted to mess with Chris Benoit. Yeah, just because he killed <laughs> oh, Do you know that story? I do know that That's story. That yeah. joke. Kick me off. <laughs> That's another famous person that I met. So, sad. That is sad. I remember Go you on. telling me that, too. It was like, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah we don't need to go there. Moving <sighs> on. All right, who do you got? My second is Eminem. Yeah. That dude, I mean, he may not beat your ass, but he will verbally ruin you, right? Like, and not to mention where he's from, they all can fight. Straight you up. You know that, so. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Especially as a white guy, where he grew up. Yeah. He can fight. I yeah. Mean, not, he's not the biggest guy, but. I got a two first, so if we're going back to people that died, I'd go Al Capone. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. That's fair. That guy yeah. would put a hit out on you. Yeah. And he didn't do his taxes. And then I would probably go with Conor McGregor. Mm. Even though he lost in that recent fight, I still I, I would get my ass kicked in about ninety nine point nine percent of fights. The only problem is he's fighting guys who are like hundred and thirty eight pounds. He'd so still like, beat my ass. Yeah, I'm well, on yeah, his weight class. Any MMA fighters gonna kick all of our asses. But of all the MMA fighters, he wouldn't be in my top ten. Because he's like a little guy. Not even your top ten. No, he got his ass beat by Poirier. He's not even good. Yeah, but he was—he wasn't really like in his prime, maybe. But yeah, imagine like imagine how good of a fighter Conor McGregor is, and like these dudes that are also trained MMA that are heavyweights, like they're gonna absolutely annihilate. Actually, can I take? Can I get rid of McGregor? No, do not. No, I want to get rid. No, no, no. I don't want to get rid of him because of what you said. Because I thought. I was trying to think of someone in that. Don't class. leave. Okay, whatever. No, go ahead. You still, you still have another pick. Okay. Look how angry he is at you. Me? Yeah. What like, I was going to say The Rock. He almost got a little pouty no, about fine, it. Fine. Russell, you, haven't, you didn't say it last week, but this is how every pot ends. 
had not invited back until like the day before the pod. Tony's we, like, would you join the pod? We just, <laughs> <laughs> we just bored the shit out of them last week enough where they're like, okay, it's cool. We don't have, I don't know how to pout. He's not making fun of me. I just want to be done. <laughs> uh, my third is, <clears throat> it's not so much now. Okay. I understand that, uh, Patriots weren't that great, but I would not screw around with Bill Belichick. Like, do we remember what happened to Jamie Collins and Malcolm Butler and stuff? Like, I ain't doing that. You're not sending me to the Browns. Yeah. You're not screwing <laughs> with Bill Belichick. Good point. I like the angle Russ has taken to this, like, politically or, like, career-wise. Right. Don't, don't mess with those guys. Don't do it. Good angles. Speaking of not good angles... <laughs> The Chiefs receivers, woof. <laughs> oh, Sean, go ahead. Nice. Way to bring it full circle. What do you got for us, Sean? The IRS. Oh, good one. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Don't mess with the IRS. That's hilarious. That, that's a good one. Man. I kind of want to go UFC now just because I chat on Tony. Brent Hardy. <laughs> oh, Just yeah. because he's pretty much trained in UFC now. And as he's like domestic abuser, you know, he doesn't actually give a shit about anyone. So he's not going to stop if he's whooping the hell out of you. Yep. So. You now I have a two for which is unfortunate because I had one ace in the hole and now I. Yeah, you hate to see it. Um. Shaq, just because he's so big, dude, he would just sit Shaq, on you. Yeah, Shaq wouldn't do anything. He no, would but he wouldn't even hurt a butterfly. I don't know, if he, sakes, he hasn't time, killed the general in those general commercials. If he slapped you one time. Oh, have you seen the the videos of the dude who actually does that? Right, the professional <laughs> the, the slap competitions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh, maybe that'll be my fourth. I don't want to screw with that guy. That. Ugh. I don't know his name. I, I don't either, if I mean honest. Just big country bumpkin looking white guy. Yeah. I don't love my pick. I might come back and try to No, 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 no. You got to keep on here's my Here's my thing. If Charles. I'll wait till the end to make sure I don't steal anybody. If Charles Barkley isn't afraid to mess around with Shaq, you don't need to be afraid to mess around with Shaq. Oh, Charles Barkley is a pretty big dude too, man. I wouldn't want to screw around with Charles Barkley. I think Charles, I I think think Charles Barkley really, would get his ass kicked by, by Shaq. I don't think you realize right if, now, at least. If Shaq, if you pissed off Shaq, one slap by him would send you across like a th- three garage, like a parking garage. Like literally, would send you. Like, I want to see him that do that. Dude, he has. He's like three hundred. My stepdad. No. <laughs> my stepdad in a wheelchair? Yeah, I want, no. I want Shaq to destroy your stepdad. He already has cerebral palsy. What else do you want? <laughs> Mama Bess, if you're listening, that was funny and you know it. <laughs> She's going to get mad at you. You should feel bad for laughing. <laughs> Hold on. Before I say my, my best joke, Shit. my best joke I've ever made. So my stepdad has cerebral palsy. I say, I tell him, I'm like, Ernie, happy birthday. You can't spell celebrate without cerebral palsy. <laughs> I need to change mine because I had one in my mind, but I forgot it. I didn't want to mess with the Bucks defense. That was actually going to be my fourth one, and I forgot it. Well, it was already said. I don't want to you mess said with. It. Did I? No, that was you your said first that one? in the beginning. Yeah. Just yeah. Kinda like, I don't think I said Before we even started. Yeah. Oh, that I was going to be oh. mine. I forgot it. I panned for Shaq. Yes, I want the Bucks defense. Specifically to Dominican Sue. Dude, I would not 
want to screw with Nadamikin's Yeah, well. True. I don't want to mess with your basic stereotypical Karen. Ugh, straight up. They're a headache. Did you hear that uh it's like a fact that Karen's are getting like thirty three percent less on hits on Tinder ever since the whole Karen meme started going around. Are less on Tinder? Like they're gonna last matches on Tinder. Good. That's the whole thing. That's Karen hilarious. Meme. They deserve to be with their cats. That's about it. You love to see it. <laughs> I do love to see it. Last I one. have been rewatching uh, I just started rewatching Breaking Bad. And I gotta tell you, Skylar is like the have you, you guys have seen? Nope. Nope. Oh, well. Wow. Uh, party of one for you. Rough uh, crowd. Well, for the rest of you out there listening to this, Skylar is like... All seven of us. OG Karen. That's what that's reminding me of. Man, that felt hard. I did. You guys should watch it. <laughs> I love how you worth. said that. You should watch it. <laughs> I mean, you it's... Know what? Widely regarded as like a top five yeah. TV show. Yeah, of we, all time. we did a uh, binge watch bracket, and that was that was in like the final eight or the lead eight. The Office. Ah. Are you surprised? It was The Office versus um, Parks and Rec. No, I said the entire oh, time. Oh, that's a good one. By the I way, Parks the, and Rec. I said the entire time. That's a lot of people voted Parks and Rec. I said the did they really? Time, the yep. Office is going to win, but I'm going to hate. Man, I can't believe. I thought that was a our really final, unpopular opinion. By our then. final four for our beer bracket. I mean, our final two for the beer bracket was what was Corona? it? Yep, it was Corona with a lime. Hams. It wasn't hams. Hams no. got Should've bounced. Been. Yeah, ham got bounced in the first round. No, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. I'll look it up. Anyway, let's keep moving. This yeah, take sorry, forever to find. Uh, so uh, I'm not screwing with. I'm surprised it didn't come up because. Y'all took it personally so often, but I ain't screwing with Michael Jordan. That's true. Don't make, but the problem with Michael Jordan is you don't have to screw with him for him to right, make you it have out. To, you just have to look at him wrong. Yeah. You have to just – he needs motivation. He's like, yeah, that dude said that. That's why he's the reason they won. It's like, turns out he never said that. Michael right. Jordan's just making shit up. He, right, right. That's yep. funny. <clears throat> Michael Jordan, him and Tom Brady, they both just like – have to be motivated by stuff. Yeah. I'm glad you just mentioned the glass guy because that's who it's going to be. I'm going to go with Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not so much physically, but like just football wise, 100%. Like, he just finds a way. Whatever yeah. he is. It's hard to argue. Man, you he just watch- brings that confidence. So that's. We were, we were discussing yes, uh, last week about uh, the difference between. Statistically, Jameis Winston and Tom Brady, right? Because I brought up the point that Jameis Winston would be frustrated after watching that Green Bay game. And it's beyond just attracting Gronk and different talent. Like, he brings that confidence to the team that is just unmeasured, right? Like, you you can't quantify it, right? Uh, Yeah, I was listening to – not to cut you off, sorry. I was listening to a podcast today, and Chris Sims – he said, what Brady brings to your team is you know, if I do my job, everyone else is going to fall asleep and do their job. Because you don't want to wipe down Tom Brady. Like, you don't want to be the team that he came here and we couldn't win. Right. He's just won so much more. And he just, it's like, the coaching staff does not have to worry about Tom Brady bringing it every day. He just makes everyone around him better because it's like, you know, like, if we do our job, he's always going to do his job. Right. And I mean, there's just, I mean, you've seen over the time quarterbacks that, like, you can't always say that. Like, they're going to do their job. Like, they're not going to turn the ball or whatever. Like, 
I just think he exudes a level of confidence from everybody on that team. It's just, it's hard to quantify. Yeah. I mean, he threw three interceptions against Green Bay, and yeah. you never felt like they, the team gave up. No. Right? Like, if Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or, oh, I don't know, Henneke, right? Right. <clears throat> Anyone else throws three interceptions against the Packers, game's done. Game's done. Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions against the Bucks. Game was done. Yeah, it's, little, it's like they're like we know he's bailed us out all season, or they had that mindset, so they're gonna even try even harder when they see like the leader of the team, the guy who works as hard as anybody, who's first in there, first out, or for well, first in, first out, first and last out. Like, <laughs> It's like they're going to rally around him. Yeah. Like not to say they play better when he screws up, but it's like, like I said earlier, you don't want to be the guy that lost Tom Brady down. Right. So looking at odds for next year, Kansas City and Green Bay are favorites to win the Super Bowl, which I think is wild. He took that personally. Yeah, he might, right? Yes, dude, he uh, if I'm putting money, I mean, obviously you want to see what's going to happen in free agency. You want to see if Tampa Bay is going to be able to keep Fournette. Keep Barrett. the other guys around him if they're going to have to pay Ronald Jones, Barrett. Yeah, Godwin right. could be gone. I mean, I think they should let him walk. By the way, yeah, 100%. let Godwin walk. Don't pay him. Well, I mean, you have Scotty Miller who you didn't even use. Exactly, four three nine forty. Right, and he's um, not Godwin, but Tyler Jackson Johnson Johnson, Johnson. 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 Tyler Johnson. Look, who looks just fine too. And you and going into this season, Scotty Miller was a sleeper for a lot of experts, right? For fantasy purposes, because he showed that chemistry with Tom Brady. So I think you let Godwin walk. You make sure that you shore up Shaq Barrett. If you can get Fournette on a team-friendly deal, it's one of those instances where I think you could pay a running back as long as you're not paying him double digits, right? If you're paying him seven or eight million dollars, six million. If I'm Fournette, I'm going to take one of your contracts until Brady leaves. Yeah. I mean, why, I mean, why wouldn't you? He loves him out of the backfield. Yeah. Which I wouldn't mind if they signed James White if they get him cheap. Dude. But. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Because Fournette is not a pass catcher by design. It's just. I mean, that being said, he kind of is. I don't, he is, but like, he, he's not a natural pass catcher. I agree like, with that. He filled that role. He can do it. But James White is a legitimate receiver at the position. Fournette is just kind of by default if you catch the ball in the backfield. Yeah. But so, I don't know. I, if if anything, I've learned you don't bet against Tom Brady. No. You yeah, just don't. That's the hard part for me because it was like, we've learned over 20 years don't bet against Tom Brady. We've also learned don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. One of them has to give. Yeah. Did yeah. you see the um, comparison of the trajectory between the two careers so far of Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson? I've not. First year as a starter, because obviously Patrick Mahomes sat for a year. Yep. First year as a starter, uh, you lost in the first round, right? Yep. Div- or divisional round of the playoffs. Second year. No. First year they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. I I think it was division. 100% sure. Look it up. 2018. Okay, well, we'll say, man, you're ruining it. Fine. First year lost in the playoffs. Yeah. Lost in the playoffs, right? Second year, won the Super Bowl. Third year. Lost in the Super Bowl to, to Tom Brady. Yeah. Both of them, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. And I do remember, obviously, it's a little bit different since the Seahawks were building that 
team around the Legion of Boom, the defense. And the run game. And it evolved from Russell Wilson over time, but in the beginning when they had Marshall Lynch, it was... I could see them following that same trajectory, though, as a team. They're top-heavy. They've got their money invested in skill players that, while important, <sighs> I don't know... The only reason I've pushed back against you... Yeah. It's just because the Seahawks never had Ty, uh, Tyree Hill. Yeah. Or Travis Kelsey. I mean, Doug Baldwin, for a hot minute, I mean, he's not the same. He's not the same. He's a much bigger guy. He's more of a red zone guy. Um, I think Doug Baldwin ran a 4-7-4. Nothing that matters. Like, I just remember him being slow. Yeah. But it's just, also, Russell Wilson's extremely talented. But I think Mahomes just had, like. I agree. You, it's okay. The only person I would put in his class, talent-wise, that I've seen, I'm only 25, so I didn't watch Elway, I didn't, Aaron Rodgers is not or even Or Dan in, Marino. I Dude. think Mahomes is more talented. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers in that class. <clears throat> I would agree. Well. Especially when you're talking about the intangibility aspect, right? Yep. Uh, which I think Dan Marino didn't get enough credit for, by the way. Again, I know, we're really reaching at this point, yep. but Dan Marino... Man, it'd be fun to watch some of these guys or those guys in this game. Yeah. Um, Joe Montana, too. Steve Young. Well, yeah. I mean, guys like Joe Montana, not as mobile as Steve Young, maybe, but like. Right. Better arm. revolutionized at the time. Like, it was like West Coast offense, 49ers yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And then it became, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm skipping around. The Cowboys, obviously, were just the most balanced team, maybe, of all time. That offensive line. Michael Irvin, the receivers, Troy Aikman. So overrated. Emma Smith. But I'm just saying that they're all Troy Aikman, I mean, not the balance. not the team itself. The it's hard to have that much You said the whole over. team. <laughs> it's hard to have that much. I think Emma Smith is real overrated, personally. That offensive line, I think. Russell would disagree because Barry Sanders over and over again. Barry Sanders over and over again over Emma Smith. I've always said that. And that offensive line with the Cowboys is just unreal. Dude, but, imagine you know, Barry Sanders on the, that Cowboys team. And then it went to... Great show on turf. Yeah. And then, then the Chiefs were kind of – I mean, you had the Broncos, the Patriots for a couple of years, the Broncos. The Chiefs are probably – but, man, it just shows that if you can get fresher and get a great game plan, like, there's really no unstoppable offense. Dude, that's – and that's it, right? Even in today's like, passing NFL, it's like – It you, all comes down to being able to shut it down. Whoever has the better defense, I'm, that's who I'm putting my money on. Yeah. Next year, if – if the Bucks and Chiefs come back, right? If the Chiefs don't add anything on defense, if they don't take that next step forward, I'm still putting my money on the Bucks, and it's not yeah. because they won this year; it's because of their defense. And it helps when you have Brady, which he's not at an MVP level anymore, but he's good enough with that defense. Like, yeah, and we decided good enough. But it's, yeah, I was just going to go on a rant about something I forgot. But we talked about I don't know if it's about the Super Bowl, but I mean, this whole pod's been about the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, it's good. I mean, I mean that's that's the big uh, thing. We that never happened. graded uh, what we wanted to give that beer, by the way. No, uh, out of ten. Yeah, 14. yeah, I was saying six. I was gonna say five point nine. It's something that uh, I could see myself like if I was putting together a, um, like a collaboration of beers. If I'm going out to a picnic and I got a cooler and I'm putting in twelve beers, I would put one of those in there. Yeah, Sean, make sure to get those numbers. I was gonna say. We talked about these great offenses. Like it's so crazy looking back hindsight. Like when you look at the Giants' defense two thousand seven, you can see the frameworks for an upset. Yeah, 
Like, it's hard to imagine because the Patriots beat them in the last game of the year, but even then, it was 38 35. Yeah. And so it's like they got so much pressure on Brady. So weird that the Chiefs did so the exact physical. same thing to the Buccaneers this year. Yeah. The parallels are uncanny. Yeah. It's You hear that phrase, and it's super cliche. If you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. But, like, Especially in the NFL, history continues to repeat itself. The Seahawks beating the Broncos, the Giants beating the Patriots, the Bucks beating the Chiefs. Uh, I don't know. Come up with another one. The Giants beating the Patriots again. I don't know. The Bills in ninety. Yeah. The Bills that often people forget how good the Bills teams were. Dude, those Bills teams were so Thurman good. Thomas, Andre Reid, James Jim Lockin. Kelly. I did James Lockin on the other side. Yeah, but it's just like, and I wasn't even alive for it, but it's like. Even not even Super Bowls, but like when the Falcons beat uh, the 98 Vikings, that offense was historically good with Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Randall Cunningham. Uh, the running back was not green. It was Smith. About. It yep. was mm, – what was his first name? But, you know, uh, that Falcons defense – whooped on uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, it was an upset, but starts with an R. It's going to bother me. Robert Smith? Robert Smith. Thank you. Um, I want to get your opinion on something. All you guys. Yeah. Did you have a problem with Aaron Donald winning Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah. Did you? I mean, it's not that I have a problem with it, but when you look at what T.J. Watt was able to do this year, uh, Man, he I just who? Do you? Yeah. Is it because he was coming off the edge and not a tackle? Yeah, and Aaron Donald is double just a game 70%. changer. Yeah, I, and see the thing is, I sorry. Oh, you're good. No, keep going. You, uh, you had momentum. I didn't. The thing is, like, I understand that because I always thought that Adamic and Sue was vastly underrated yep. when he was in Detroit. Crazy underrated. I, I thought Adamic and Sue should have been in more of those conversations just because he changed the way. Offenses had to deal with our 100%. our defensive line. I think when you look at there's a graphic going around TJ Watt stats versus Aaron Donald. Yeah, it's and that's not a fair comparison. Well, and one one's coming from the inside, one's coming from the edge, right? Positions, but like that even like as an Aaron Donald fan, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I love Aaron Donald. I'm not going to say I'm a fan. I'm not really. Biggest mistake the Lions ever made was not taking Aaron Donald. There was like four guys after that that went on to be like. Yeah. Why would you take Ebron over OBJ, Aaron Donald? Sorry. Different conversation. The fact that there's a metric that shows like percentage of double teams. Aaron Donald's like 69, 70%. I bet. TJ Watt was 16%. Yeah. And the the stats were still that close. It was an interior defensive lineman. Yeah. It's like. I mean, I've never seen, in my years of watching football, obviously I didn't live through the glory days of defense. Right. I've never seen a defensive lineman be that. Nadama Kinsu is the closest I've seen, yes. and Aaron Donald is better. They need to have a stat. I heard this on Kristen's podcast. I don't want to take credit for it. A stat called Fuck Shit Up. Yeah. It's a stat for how often defensive tackles Just, fuck shit up. Yeah. Like, Aaron Donald's taking three guys. Blowing up a play. Russell R- pushing an offensive lineman into the running back. Like, he doesn't get credit for that tackle because someone else comes in, but he stops the dude in his path, right? Like, yeah. he doesn't get credit for anything. Right. But how many times have we seen, Nadam- as a Detroit fan, how many times have we seen Nadamakin Sewer, even Nick Fairley, do yeah. that? Where they're pushing the offensive lineman back, the running back does the Mark Sanchez butt fumble thing, right? <laughs> uh, doesn't fumble, but he, he runs into his offensive lineman, and 
is dead in distraction. All of a sudden, the linebacker or the safety comes in and gets to tackle, and they get credit for it. But yeah. it doesn't happen without Sue, Fairley, yeah. Donald. I saw a play in the Super Bowl. Vita Vera, outside loop, boys and tackle into the running back, who was the newest designed screenplay to yeah. Daryl Williams. Mahomes has nowhere to go, and it's like, you look at Vita Vea, he has one tackle. So you're like, oh, he didn't do anything. But it's like, that play is a huge play in the game. I'm yeah. turned down or whatever, but it's like, it needs why would you? Why would you call that save, or that stat? FSU, fuck shit up. FSU, fuck shit up. <laughs> so I was going to say for defensive player of the year, uh, who who is the um, defensive back for the – Yes. Yep. I thought of him. If you're going stats, I mean, Xavier Howard had 10 interceptions from mm-hmm. the Dolphins. Because I thought he would have been a good candidate. As TJ Watt. Yeah. But I'm just going like, it goes back on if you're looking at stats or film, which TJ Watt's incredible. I'm not saying TJ Watt's not good. Aaron Donald's is probably the best defensive player I've seen in the last 10 years. I just get worried that... There's a fatigue factor because he's won it four times. So yeah. Like, yeah. TJ Watt. Yeah. I mean, like how much... <sighs> I did not watch as many Rams games as you did, probably. So why would you? Right. Uh, And so sometimes I get caught in that too, right? Like I know that I preach against, ah, superfluous stats, ah, super uh, surface stats. Don't don't pay attention to those. I I did a little bit, right? And I I did have to question whether or not Aaron Donald was winning that off of his name alone or, you know, his presence. Because that defense was so good. Yeah, pro football focus, which you got to take with a grain of salt some of their grades because my issue with pro football focus has always been, like, you don't really know what guys have worked out in certain scenarios to do. Like, pro football focus, they're, oh, they're running cover two shelves and this guy's got to be here. But you don't know if the linebacker and the safety are like, no, I'll just keep going back. You do this, whatever. But they had Aaron Donald as... He had the 105 pressures, which the next guy had like 78, and the next guy after that had like 50. It's like he had 20 more pressures than an edge rusher, and it's like that's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. But it's like, I, mean, I thought I thought TJ Watt was going to get it just off fatigue from Aaron Donald alone, but it was like, I had a bunch of people like, oh, look at this graphic. And it's like, that was uh, JJ Watt. JJ Watt is supposed yeah. graphic. I'm going to take it with a yeah. grain of salt. Right. We should respect him sticking up for your brother. You have to, but well, and he even gave Aaron Donald credit. He's like yeah. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the league right now. Yeah. But look Which, at these stats. Deep down, JJ Watts played interior and outside. He knows. Like, deep down, he knows. Like man, Aaron Donald, what he's doing interior is like Dude, something we've never seen before. JJ, when you when we're done here, Google Aaron Donald triple teams. And it's on Google Images. It's just insane. It's just like every team is putting three guys on him. It's like you're immediately playing with what? Eleven on eight? Yeah. It's like unbelievable. But yeah. sorry, we went on a trip. So what do we got? I was gonna say one other thing that I was more shocked about with the voting or like with the MV, or NFL awards. Um about NFL comeback player of the year. Was it not Alex Smith? No, no it was. No, no. Yeah, Big Ben got one vote. Come back because of his point addiction or because of what he got? That he led he led the TikTok team to eleven and zero, and then ended up shit in the bed to the most, Cleveland Steamers. Most fraud eleven zero team I've ever seen since the Patriots of two thousand nineteen. Um, last year's Patriots were they ten and zero? Were they eleven zero? Huh. Were they eleven and zero? Oh, okay. You're right. Eleven and zero. They got but to. They lost to the Chiefs. They, they got to eight. They got to eight and zero. You're right. I'm sorry. Which 
it's why I don't think the defense was as great as people thought it was last year because they played like soft the schedule. But to that point, I'm glad you brought that up. The Patriots of like 2012, what they started out 10 and 0, 11 and 0, and they beat like the shitty Giants on a last second field goal. Adelman breaks his foot, and I'm like, this team's not great. Yeah, it was the year he came back versus the Chiefs in the playoffs. They ended up winning. It was 2013 because they lost to the Broncos. But it was like, you can tell if you really watch the team's like defense and how they're moving the ball. Not all like, I know you are what your record says you are. Not really true. Yeah. Like, you take into account schedule and like how they're playing. Like, the Steelers, you can tell like they're not going far in the playoffs. I was not surprised at all the Browns took it to them. I picked, a, I picked the Browns to win that I game. I think a lot of people did. And they were a favorite. And it was like, Dude, I didn't expect him to blow the door. Just, off them. just like the Super Bowl, I picked, I picked the Browns to cover the spread, right? And you on the money line, I picked the Browns, right? But I didn't expect that. Holy shit! Well, I saw Roethlisberger running for that fumble, and I was like, "Oh, was, should probably be oh, it was so good." And I mean, Cam Newton in that Super Bowl. Like, Say again. Cam Newton in the Super Bowl versus the Broncos, where he didn't want to jump on that loose. Oh ball. yeah, Roethlisberger did not want that ball. No, no. Nope. But. Sorry, I took your point again. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. But no, so I was just kind of shocked that Alex Smith, who almost died, who almost had his legs amputated, and played well. Yeah, yeah he comes back and they're like, "Ah, oh, we're gonna give it. We're gonna give one vote to Big Ben." That yeah, that person is an happen. idiot. It's just like why uh, when you're looking at the baseball writers of America, you didn't get a Hall of Famer this year. Like, <sighs> you think Kurt Schilling should get in? I do. Okay, I, I do. I, agree. I do. I'm not a baseball. Guy, I, I understand I like, that his politics and his Twitter uses. It doesn't matter. It, it has yeah. nothing to do with what he, who he was, <laughs> while he was playing. I mean, and that's that why Omar Vizquel's numbers are going down because of the domestic violence allegations. Omar Vizquel. Yep. Yeah. What I thought, like I always thought, if you're on the borderline about somebody and genuinely don't know whether to put them in or not, and you want like, that is part of your decision why you don't put them in, I can almost see that. But no, if you're not putting Kurt Schilling in, it's going to agree with politics. It's like, get out. This is not the hall of I agree with your politics. This get is out. not the hall of good morals. Should we do well to see it? Uh, so, yeah, I, let's do it. Sorry. You know, just real quick. Well, I'm going to finish up that yeah. thought just real quick. Hall of Fame, The it's not the hall of morals comment i disagree with a little bit okay uh just a little bit it's supposed to be the best of the best okay and if you have a problem like if if john rocker for instance okay if john rocker no that's a bad example russell Ty Cobb should not be in the Hall of Fame based off of yeah, who he is. Yeah, that's fair. Because Ty, you know Cobb, Ty Cobb Ty would just go in the crowd and start beating up Ty Cobb black is my people. favorite baseball player of all time, and he Which, was a racist piece of it's shit. Different ones after the fact, though. I mean, did they know that when, during the time? I mean, yeah. times have changed so much, though. It's like that. that what? Well, back, back then, then society that was that was fine. They would they would like, even then. I hope it was different as a difference versus like. Kurt Schilling, you just don't agree with his You know what? And I think steroid users belong in the hall. So I guess the moral thing doesn't fly with me. Can you tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds? No. no. Can you tell it without Clemens? Actually, you know what? You could. You could tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds. You think so? 
He never won a World Series. I, I mean, I guess he won seven MVPs. Nah, fuck it. I li- I'm lying. I'm really pushing it. No, I, you have to. You have. You have to have Barry Bonds I just think in there. He's one of the best hitters I've seen. I'm not even a he is fan. the best hitter yeah. you've I'm ever not seen. I'm a baseball fan, but I want when I growing up, I was a big baseball fan. But when I watched him, it was like. If you've seen Barry Bonds hit, he's the best hitter you've ever seen. Yeah, so I, my favorite players, I wasn't a huge. I thought he was kind of a douche, but Ken Griffey Jr. was also one of the guys. Uh, beautiful like, swing, Barry Bonds. It was like there's no way this dude's now one of the best players I've ever yep, seen. Yep, you're right. But if you could just, see, we're already at about that. two hours, so we should. We'll have Good. plenty of time for baseball conversations. Yes, we'll do it on the one of the next ones that you come back. Maybe. Apparently, the producer. So, uh, let's do You Love to See It. I'll start it off. Um, I love to see no Jackson Mahomes TikToks. Because I hate Jackson Mahomes. I'm so old, I don't even know who that is. Jackson Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes' dorky little brother that all he does is dance and is a little TikTok boy. Okay. I have no problem if you think he's cringy. I do think that it's a problem with, like, there's legitimate, like, social media pages hating just for Jackson Mahomes, Mahomes' little brother. It's like, probably a bit too far. No, he he's he is an annoying human being, and he should just stop. Can't you just it's clickbait, him? but what? Can't you just ignore him? Eh, it pops up too much. You could, but why? Okay. That's Tony's. Yeah. So I love to see. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's easy to say that I love to see the Bucks beating the Chiefs. I was I was a big fan of that. You love to see. I love to see it, uh, and I love to see it based off of I love to see the did off their defense, which is what I said would happen. So I love to see me being right. Fuck it. Damn, I keep. We were also right about I already said this before. Tyree Hill not being a national receiver that was on display. Yeah. Yep. Don't get me started on that. Man, I love I loved my bet slip after the game. I love that. I loved watching all that green. Our best in the Super Bowl. 77? Yeah. Nice job. That's a high percentage. Advantage. Yeah, that's a really high percentage. I felt pretty good. I was at like 30. <laughs> it's yeah. If you're 60%, you're considered a good gambler. 60%. So I felt pretty good at 77. I feel really good at 77. Some of the bets I made, I was like, I don't know why. I must have been drunk. I don't know why I made this bet, but it hit. <laughs> but you got it. Love to see it. Love to see Tom Brady getting escorted or helped out of the yacht club after the Super Bowl parade. Oh yeah, you love to I see. He that. was absolutely hammered and had someone. He was leaning on someone and he's walking out of the yacht club like. Good, uh, good for him. And, and I'm thinking up. like Tom Brady is absolutely one of the boys. Yeah, and I've had my fair share of those evenings. Oh my gosh, yeah. Tell Oh boy, yep. It's the yeah. avocado vodka. I don't want to go back. To avocado it. tequila. Tequila. Do it. That too. You love to see pieces of shit like Tyreek Hill not perform at the biggest stage. Hell yeah. I mean, he got shot. I should have taken the under. I questioned myself. I said they were going to double him. And then I said, only Belichick has kept him under a certain amount. Yep. I went back on it. I regret it. But you want to see him dropping a touchdown. You don't want to see it if you're a Mahomes fanboy like me because now everyone's talking shit about Mahomes. But... God, he played bad. I didn't life. realize you were a Mahomes fanboy. Good for you. Funny story. I was going to say this last week. His fourth game starting versus the Broncos. Left-handed pass. Remember that? Yeah. I was like, this dude's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> everyone, like, everyone gave me so much shit. So much shit. But it looks now, like it now. Since then, I'm like, I mean, it looks pretty good, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Now I feel like a fucking GM or something. Nah. 
Yeah, you you brag about that every time we talk about Mahomes. I've brought it up about thirty times. Yeah, you, you go. Hey, hey, you remember the fourth game, left-handed pass? Yeah, I called it. Oh, Said also, he's gonna be a goal. The time that I thought the Patriots should draft Ifoak Palamu out of Oregon, and he hasn't played a single snap in the NFL. I mean, <laughs> you hit some, you miss some. I mean, or we got to talk about Sean's hot take. Yeah, he did say over eighty-six and a half. Yeah, you did. Look, yes, yeah, it's a swing and a miss. In a row. You hate this to hot see. Hot by forty-seven. This is actually this is this is my you hate to. See. <laughs> this is actually my you hate to see it for the week. Is um, you hate to see me make a hot take like that? <laughs> that's so outlandish like that. But you know that if the Chiefs were functioning like the Chiefs, it's a lot closer to you being right than you being wrong than what it actually was. Because they got about they right, got forty 100%. points total. If yeah. they scored more points, the yeah. over would have been closer. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's Vernon McFarlane. If, if the Chiefs would have scored more points, I would have been closer to my 87. <laughs> and they would have probably won the game. Back to you. Um, I hate to see it was my squares, man. I don't do squares anymore. Oh, I, I should stop. I should stop. I, I won the first year that I did it, and I haven't won since. And mm-hmm. we're 30 seconds... Or 47 seconds left in the first quarter, and I'm winning. I got 0-3, and I'm like, just let it run out. Brady. Score your touchdown. Brady's that's fine. First touchdown in the first quarter. Yep. Gronk. Super Bowl career. Yep. Lost you money. Yeah. Gronk. You hate to see. Gronk catches how much, it. How much did Gronk he lose? catches it in the flat, and he turns, and I'm he like, runs. there's no one there. Like, he threw, and I'm like, oh, sweet. First down. They're going to let the there clock run down. Nope. He, there's no one even close, like. Touchdown, and that was a hundred bucks down the drain. God, you hate to see it. You spent a hundred bucks on a square. No, I did not. I spent seventy five dollars total on all my squares, and uh, the one that I was winning was a hundred dollars square. What? Two thousand twelve. I remember this like it was yesterday. I'm in Tony's. Ravens, Forty Niners. They took a safety at the end of the game instead of punting for no reason. Dude. I lost money to Tony's cat, Venus. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that cat's dead now. I was totally expecting a weird What? Sport. <laughs> yeah, she's been, dead? Yeah, she's been dead for like a year now. You hate to see, hate it. To see it. My my parents' cat being dead. I, that's going to be my you hate to that see it. That sucks, though. I thank you for no reason. Just punt the damn ball. <laughs> That was always the most frustrating thing in the world. Is every time I filled out a Super Bowl Super Bowl squares with Tony, there was always like a there was always like four spots that had Tucker and spots that had <laughs> whatever, and you always lost to them. You trust? Okay, so for five years running, I've been doing these squares at work, right? And I I buy squares for not just myself, but for my grandfather too, right? We both get five on each the five dollar and the ten dollar squares. Okay, I won the first year. Okay, so I've won one out of five years. Would anyone like to guess how many years my grandfather's won? Zero. All of them. Four out of five years. Your and grandfather's that, a goat. He has won. Him. He has won like a thousand dollars on on these squares over the last five years. And who's picking his squares? Me. Me, I'm picking the squares. So quit writing his name in and just claim them all. I'm just, it's so funny because you're like, oh, I lost seven and three, but it's like it never hits. Just because the Super Bowl's crazy. Like, it's always 
Like the one year Brady That's hilarious because seven uh, and three hit in the first quarter. Bad example, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, it's, um, yeah, it's what an was example. it? The safety against the Giants. Broncos and uh, Seahawks. Oh right? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dark, yeah. Dark, yeah. Dark, yeah. I mean, dark Giants, Patriots. Brady gets a hold, no, holding or intentional grounding in the end zone for a safety. Yeah. Like the first shot of the game, and it's like, oh, I, I forgot about How that intentional nobody? grounding, dude. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Yeah. In the Ugh, just bile. Anyways, sorry. What do you hate to see, Tone? Tone Bone? Come back to me. What? You're the last one. No. He could be never one. I mean,. Mine's obvious, but you hate to see everyone shitting on Mahomes. Yeah. When the dude I felt like in the fourth corner was Superman, except he wasn't saving the world. The dude <laughs> did everything he could. Yeah. Everything. He laid everything out there. I will not. I'm not a, a big Mahomes fan, but I love watching him. Yeah. And I would. I'm not just taking anything away from him uh, from the performance in the Super Bowl. Which I'm going to. I'm going to clip this call and put it on her Facebook. I challenge anybody, anyone out there, if you're going to tell me either Mahomes didn't take what the defense gave to, the, to him or didn't take the open guy that kind of held the ball too long, show me a handful of plays where the guy's streaking wide open down the field for a 10-yard gain that Mahomes didn't take. What, and show me one where he's not running for his life in the opposite direction. Yeah. Because you can't, if you're running to the right with Sue chasing you, you can't throw it across the field because that's going to be intercepted. I mean, that being said, also, he never got pushed to the right, too. We never, we talked about this before this, but we yeah. didn't talk about it now. There's, there's a couple of, uh, generalizing. Not never. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm generalizing. But predominantly, yeah. he was getting pushed to the left, which yes. is tough. The play I'm speaking, it's the one where. Demarcus Robinson's running across the field. Mahomes throws it in the end zone. Demarcus Robinson drops it. Tyreek Hill is open, but he's 60 yards across the field. Yeah. And it's like, you throw that ball. We saw it a couple years ago. Lions versus the Jets. I think, I don't know if it was Stafford or Darnold, but one of them threw across the field. Pick six. It was Darnold. It was. Was it Darnold? Or the Jets? Power hold on, hold on, hold on. Because it, it was the Monday Stafford. night game. It was, it was, I think it was Stafford. Yeah, he, whatever happened, they ended up winning, right? But that yep. play was the first play of the game. No, the Lions got smashed Did they? I don't by remember. the Jets. We got smashed I by the I wish I could remember. All I know, Monday Night Football, 100%. Yep. Jets-Lions. Because my one of my one of my coworkers went to that game. He's the biggest Lions fan I know. He went to that game, and they got destroyed. We were supposed to beat the Jets. It was Matt Patricia's first Donald, game or second game. And it was Darnold. Yeah, okay, it was his yeah, rookie I year. Remember, whatever happened, you ended up... Going the opposite oh, way. Oh, whether or not he threw the... Yeah, and I think uh, he did. I think he threw the pick six, we got like, it, and then we didn't score another touchdown. Yeah, you flush him out of the pocket to the right. Yep. He's rolling. Open dude on the left, on the left numbers. Throws it across his body, but it's like, the defense has so much time to react when you're throwing that far horizontally. Yeah. And he gets intercepted for a touchdown. I was like, that's that's why they say don't throw across your body. Right. Unless there's no you're not, you're not only you're not throwing twenty yards, you're throwing like 60, 60 yards across the field. Yeah, and if he catches it, is he going to convert third and nine? He'd have to break a couple tackles, so it's like risk reward. If you can show me a handful of plays, not like that, where he's not running for his life, or it's like he just missed a wide open guy, you're not going to find him. <laughs> show me a play where he wasn't running for his life. There was only eleven. Yeah, not Mahomes with a turf toe. But he has to have surgery on. He's not doing that intentionally. He's not. That's not in the game plan for him to run like he's running from cops on cops. Right. 
Dude, that stat will stick with me. 500 yards, 497, whatever. That is... It'll never happen again in the Super Bowl, probably. No. I mean... Yeah, I challenge anyone. Not unless Josh Allen makes it to the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> Josh Allen will run for 500 yards. Thank you. Backwards. He, told, he took three sacks. Right. What? Right. ESPN or SportsCenter did a tweet where they had 11 pictures of Mahomes in dude's grass. Shaq Barrett, Sue, Vita Vea, Jason Pierre-Paul, Carlton Davis off the edge. He took three sacks. Imagine if the Bucks offense hadn't scored. Imagine how frustrated that defense would have been if they didn't have the lead, right? Where Mahomes is just this magician getting out of your hands consistently. Like, we can talk about how bad the offensive line was for Kansas City, but, like, dude, Kansas City's defense also needs to take a hard look at itself. Yep. It does. And it has for a year now, but they've had the offense to not worry about it. Right. It hasn't been great, though. Right. But go back to 2007 Super Bowl, right? People say greatest play in history, right? Eli Manning gets out of the grass, throws the height. Oh, stop. Yeah, I know. Mahomes' plays would have been better if they were caught. Hell yeah. Because Mm -hmm. he's running around more. More athletic guys. If that sidearm catch got. Duh. The dude played Byron Pringle. Yeah. I mean, but I've already defended Mahomes for an hour and a half. We're going to keep going down there. Anything else you need to say, Tony? Uh, my, you hate to see it, losing money because of Gronk not getting 69 yards. Dude. He ended up with 67. And who, I can't believe Vegas put that line. Like, that's, that's so, such a tribute to Gronk. So perfect. Good for them. Yeah. Well, originally, it, or NFL stats said he ended up with 68, so I'm like, damn it, I lost by one yard, so I was pissed about that. And then I ended up going to 67, I'm like, I'm still pissed, but not as much. Yeah. I, I would have been more upset knowing I lost by one yard. I don't want to make this a two-and-a-half-hour podcast because I'm already going to get yelled at. Oh, here we go. What are we going to argue about? The timeouts before the half by Kansas City. Dude. Terrible. What are you yeah. doing? Dude, I, offense has not yeah. moved the ball. I agree. It's like, yes, I get you had the most transcendent offense in recent memory since early Transcendent. 2000s. That's the word I was trying to think of earlier. Yeah. But you haven't moved the ball. The deep plays are never going to be there. That's The defense is keeping you from doing that. You call two timeouts with 40 seconds left to give Tom Brady even more time? Yeah. After he's been as efficient as he's been yeah. in his entire career? Like, right. Yep. He was an efficiency monster. You call a timeout after on second and three? Yeah, I don't. I... And then even after they got the – I mean, after the Bucks picked up the first down, the Chiefs called their third timeout. Yep. And I just – I remember Kubi texted me. He goes, what are they doing? What's going on? Here, Tom Brady, we're going to give you a soft defense that's right. not great. We're not going to score because your defense is playing great. And, oh, yeah, here's two free timeouts, and now you have right. five. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's not – that's the plays where Tom Brady has been feasting. Him and Bill Belichick, I'll give Belichick credit. They don't make mistakes. I know Brady high interceptions this year compared to what he normally does. He had 11, which first year Bruce Arians offense, they normally average about 18 with Andrew Luck, Manning, like – well, he actually kept it low, but first year in that offense. Hold on. Bruce Arians with who? With Manning. With and Manning. Andrew, Andrew Luck. He was in Denver? No, no was Indianapolis. Hold on, what? He was in, with Manning rookie year in Indianapolis. Oh, really? His rookie year yeah. he was? He was on the I didn't know I that. Know. I, I was thinking see. more Roethlisberger yeah, and Roethlisberger, um, Palmer. I don't want to say he Luck. had like as big of an impact as he did the rest of the guys with Manning, but like, 
He's had good quarterbacks that I didn't. I didn't even know he worked with Manning. So like, yeah. that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, he was a quarterbacks coach from '98 to 2000. Yeah. Huh. And then he was an offensive coordinator and interim head coach in 2012 for the Colts. Yeah, but like high interceptions, no risk, no biscuit. I mean, that's been his thing. Brady does not turn like you cannot be if you're playing Brady. You cannot make mistakes because that's what they do. He's going to be efficient, thinking duck, not make mistakes. Until you make a mistake. That's how he won six Super Bowls. It's like, you have to play perfect because he's going to play perfect. It's whoever breaks first. I use yep. the same thing for my arguments. Like, Russ, when we're arguing, I'm just throwing out stats that I know are correct and I'm waiting for you to slip up and I poach on it. That's what I do. <laughs> right. It's what Tom Brady does. He's going to drive down the field. He's going to be 21 to 24 for 140 yards and two touchdowns. Milk on the clock. He's going to wait until you make a mistake. He's going to score before half. And he's going to score after half and the game's over. Yeah, you cannot make mental mistakes. It's bad enough that they had like the best defense, best defense is showing in a Super Bowl in a long time, and then you add on that you mentally had a terrible game plan and turned the ball over. Not turned the ball over, you didn't turn the ball over, but you also had clock mismanagement. That was vintage Andy Reid. It it really was Andy Reid. Everyone kind of forgot about all of the demons that have haunted Andy Reid like, because he, he because of Mahomes and because of the Super Bowl last year, but like. This was an an injury game. What vintage? Because he never Andy wanted to run the ball in Philadelphia. He what? He didn't want to run the ball in Philadelphia. Which right? Westbrook, Westbrook's receiving back. Right. Anyway. Yep. But Same he, with McCoy. Even, even when teams forced him to run the ball, he wanted to pass, and he always had bad clock mismanagement. That was the thing on Andy Reid. Is like he's going to make a couple bonehead mistakes with the clock every single game, and he did it again. And it's like. I don't want to say I'm not going to take away Andy Reid. I think he's a great offensive mind, but I think when you have a Hall, I shouldn't call him a Hall of Fame quarterback. But when you have a guy like Mahomes, when you have a guy with the potential that Mahomes that covers has. up so much, yeah, like he just does. And it's like I saw a lot of tweets. And I, I don't believe this to be true, but it's like I saw a tweet. I thought it was one of the funniest tweets I've seen. With Belichick holding Brady back on offense all these years, I don't believe it to be true, obviously. But because yeah, like, you still had 2007. Yeah, and for like with Randy Moss, I'm talking about the GM Belichick. Oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't want to go deep, but he didn't need to. Right, and that's the point. We're looking at it right now. You never needed to hold Brady back because all you had to do was get Brady there, right? I think 2008, and he came off the ACL. Even then, 2009 to 13, the receivers they put around him not one deep threat, which is tough and. The only time that they had a tra- see, now I'm going to use it all the time. Only time they had a transcending offense, they lost. Yeah, Philadelphia, New York, New York. Those Gosh. offenses were good. Those were maybe the best offenses yeah. that New England ever had. Which I love. and they lost. That's a great point because the Patriots defense 2007 was old. But they had a lot of guys that were tired after that year. Yep. I think the reason why they were looked at as they were the number one scoring defense, I believe. If not, they were top. They were five. like top five, top and it three. Was because they were so good on offense. If you want to realize how offense helps your defense, like, yeah. If you had the ball two thirds of the time and you're scoring thirty five points, so a perfect example of that is. I'm sorry, guys. No, you're, it's oh, like, you're good. It's like week twelve against the Tennessee Titans, and Tom Brady comes out and he throws five. Five touchdowns in the first half? Yeah, they won 49 nothing. Right. 49 nothing because 
They got turnovers. Brady put up a shit ton of points in the first half. And then what did they do in the second half? They didn't go for records. Brady no. could have thrown for 10 touchdowns that game. About that shit. But he don't care. So what did they do? They held the ball. And yeah, the defense held Tennessee to zero points. And that offense wasn't bad. No. Tennessee had a middling offense that year. They no. weren't bad. Uh, but they shut them out. Which is why I love DVOA. Their defensive metrics taste their account. Your offense a little bit. Not a lot, but your offense, like counter position type of things. Field position. Strength of schedule. And I think it's more like – I think points is a little bit misleading because if you're like you said, 2007 offense for the Patriots, if you're in the ball the whole game, which is obviously a generalization, but like your defense is getting a rest the whole time. Like that's not a true – like if you watch that drive for, for Eli Manning, like they dropped about three interceptions on that drive. They did too. They missed about they three sacks. They did too, man. The game. Yeah. Like, like it hit him in the hands. Rodney Harrison – I watched it last night. I don't know why. Rodney Harrison misses an interception. Yep. Uh Asante Samuel goes up, misses him by a little bit, and it's like, all those plays end the game. They end the game. It's it's done. Dude, those championships hurt me more. And I'm not, like, I'm a Lions fan. And the Patriots have always been second because of Tom Brady, right? I love Tom Brady. But, like, those championships, losing those championships hurt just as much as the Tigers getting swept against the Giants in, in 2012. It really does. I know it sounds silly, but, like, Getting swept? Ugh. They should Blech. put that entire Giants defensive line in the Hall of Fame. Pablo Sandoval and Eli Manning are in my in this they're the same to me. Neither one of them belong in the Hall of Fame. They both are well overrated at the position they play at, and they just had a really good championship series or game, right? right? Eli Manning had two, I guess. But like it goes back to the defense. I mean you're holding the great one of the greatest offenses of all time. I don't think anyone's disputing that, are they? 2007 Patriots were one of the greatest offenses of all time. He had 2015 Broncos. He can make yeah, that I argument mean, there. Chiefs probably. I mean, yeah. but like, you're holding that to 14 points. Yeah. So it's just helping out that offense. Like, they go hand in hand. Offense and defense really do go hand in hand a lot more than people realize. Who wins the game? 2020 Bucks, 2007 Giants. If Tom Brady gets another shot, right, we have we oh, get to go Bucks. back. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt in the Bucks. I agree. Just because their offense is also pretty legit. Yeah. I mean, four plus games with 30 yards in the playoffs, or 30 plus points in the playoffs. Yeah. And even uh, even with two Super Bowl historic runs by Eli Manning, I'm taking Brady over Eli. Yeah. Every single, he's a dude. Every he's time. He's in the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he's a real Hall of Fame. Dude, if Eli Manning makes it into the Hall of Fame, he I'm, will. Get I, ready. He I will. hate it. I hate it. Which I'm going to be drunk that night. I'm going to be so mad. It's hard to tell the story of the NFL without that team. But Eli Manning is not the best player on the team by a long shot. It's also the reason I don't think Tom Brady should have won the MVP on Sunday. Yeah, I know. Eli Manning won both those MVPs, correct? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I don't think he should have won either. Fuck that guy. They should give the whole defensive line as a unit. Yeah. Which, Which is the way you should have done for T- Tampa Bay. Normalize giving position groups <laughs> the MVP. All right, Tony, you got anything else? No, I think that's about it. Bye, have a great time.